At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. So there appears to be a small glimmer of hope in the world of sports. We will tell you what that is coming up here in just a couple of moments. That guy over there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on every single one of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We appreciate a few minutes of your time. We know it's an odd time for everybody involved, uh, so we appreciate you hanging out with us here as we do it live from the Geico Fox Sports radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote ladies and gentlemen he is the dean of the draft he is the master of the mock he is bucky brooks What's going on, Jonas? What's happening? Uh, we're just, you know, hanging out, man. Still still rolling. Plenty of football news out there. Plenty of stuff uh, on the table. Uh, no baseball, no NBA. Uh, that is still an issue for some people. Yeah, it's, it's a tough time, man, because how many uh, old games can we keep looking at? How no many kidding. replays? How, no I mean, kidding. I mean, it's, I mean we're, we're, you're talking about in the scraps. We are. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I don't know if programmers had 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 this in mind. Like, oh, I, that's okay. I'll just be able to 
<laughs> I'll be able to uh, knock it out. I don't although, know. Can I tell you this? I was actually watching Super Bowl 40, which was the Steelers Seahawks um, from 2007. Ooh. Yeah, the Seahawks and, people say they got cheated. Yeah, well, there was, I mean, it was pretty egregious at times. But not, like one of the things that stood out to me, and that was 2007. You remember they used to call him Fast Willie Parker. Like, oh, like that's he, my like, guy. Yeah, he was a speedster. Yeah, fast Willie. Man, fast in 2007 compared to fast in 2020, it's like a, a difference of 30 years. It's it's crazy. Now, don't get me wrong. He, he burns anybody. He's a top 1% when it comes to athletes in this world as far as football goes. But it just looked different. Like even the game, you know, just that long ago. And I don't know if it's just the offensive skill players. I don't know if it's just the offenses that are being run. But it just looked different. It looks so much older. I still enjoy it. Uh, and I still liked watching the game. But it was crazy to think like how far we've come just from an athlete standpoint from just 2007 all the way 13 years later yeah it's crazy um it's just kind of crazy how the game has changed and just uh what we've been able to see like in terms of the advancements in terms of what players are able to do the uh athleticism the improved uh strength and conditioning programs the access to private training how they play so much different and and looking at that game, because I, I, I watched that game and also watched the show the Steelers and the Cardinals. And I was like, man, they're flying around or whatever. But then when you pop into a game that was from the 2019 season, <laughs> it's you're, crazy. Like, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks, yeah, it looks, <laughs> it looks, it looks a little different. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's a completely different world just from an athletic standpoint. Um, so, Bucky Brooks, we did get. Look, I, I don't know if it's a, a a glimmer of hope, but we did get some sort of a timeline, at least um, uh, earlier today, President Donald Trump, who had a conference call with um, several commissioners around sports, NFL, MLB, NBA. Uh, President Trump said, and this is from the report, this according to Adam Schefter and Adrian Wojnarowski, who were, were privy to what was happening on the call, that he believes the NFL season should should start on time in September. Uh, he also said he hopes to have fans back in stadiums and arenas by August and September, although it is currently unclear if medical experts find that to be realistic timeline with everything that is going on. But at least the president has some hope. I know Dabo Swinney spoke um, yesterday and talked about how he doesn't see any way that we don't have a college football season. Are you, are you uncomfortable at all with the idea of people – saying, hey, you know, let's let's focus on getting the season going. Or are you all about let's shut it down and everybody just, you know, take a really, really cautious approach and then we'll figure it out and we'll pick up the pieces when this thing's all over with? I am about taking a very cautious approach and we'll figure it out when it's time to be figured out. Like, I love sports. Sports have been uh, a huge part of my life. They've um, put me in situations where uh, I couldn't even dream of in terms of being able to go to college and beyond. But... It is a game, and I understand it's a game as part of a big business, but it's not necessarily worth uh, jeopardizing the lives of others. And so when you think about sports and the intimate settings of being in a stadium, watching games and, and doing those things, um, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not willing to, to take that risk. And so um, I don't care how long it has to be shut down. I would rather it, you know, we talked about flatten the curve. Uh, let's flatten the curve and figure it out whenever we need to figure it out. Um, but you're okay with the draft going on. You're okay with yeah because with the that draft, see the, the the draft and all this other stuff. Like this is play play stuff. 
like Jonas, like in, in a way, like this is stuff that we can do um, sitting apart, do it virtually and all those things. When we start talking about playing real games or conducting practices or workouts or putting people in confined, clo- like tight quarters around each other, when we're seeing how the virus is spreading, like, no, I'm, I'm not with that part of it. Like the draft can go on. Like they used to do the draft um, like in, in the 80s, like in, in a hotel ballroom <laughs> with nobody, and then everyone didn't it's have terrible. like tape or whatever. You just pick up phone calls and, you know, like the phone and, and do it that way. So um, this stuff is all like, in a way, just fantasy football. When we start talking about playing real games and having real stuff where we have all of these crowds, I think we have to be careful. And I understand Dabo and coaches and everybody because it's the livelihood. Everybody wants to get back to doing the, part of their routine. But Look, it's bigger than that right now. It's bigger. And so we have to push the season back. And there's been some conversation that college football season may have to be considered a spring sport. Push it to the spring to be able to do it. And, I mean, it's just one of those things that that has to be done. But I don't think um, you can put the onus on the pro sports league to kind of get everything back to normal because I think of anything, that's probably the most dangerous stuff when you think about people packing into tight quarters and doing everything. Well, especially when you think of some of the arenas out there, the older arenas out there, stadiums out there where the seats are so close together uh, that it's not all spacious, that you're interacting. The you know the, the the six feet of separation, the social distancing, that just doesn't exist at places like the L.A. Coliseum when you're sitting on top of somebody else uh, or the Arrowhead Pond or some of these other places that are, that are older buildings that are out there. My whole thing is I, I, I feel like it's a little bit too far out to say what we should and shouldn't do. And that's been my only issue. I know Kirk Herbstreet spoke about it last week and was talking about, um, you know, I would be shocked if there is a a college football season. Well, I mean, you don't know that yet. Like, we don't know enough yet. It just turned April. We're not even at Easter, and people are already making proclamations as to what needs to be done to an NFL and a college football season. Like, you being a former player, at what what's the deadline for you? When do you need to know so you're comfortable that you can be ready to play games, even if it is in front of an empty stadium? Uh, I, man, the way July. Uh, I mean, ideal in a perfect world, you'd like to have maybe four to six weeks, like what people would tell you, four to six weeks to get ready to go to camp and then have camp and preseason and the like. Because you want to have enough time to make sure, from a, a strength and conditioning standpoint, that everyone is kind of on the same page and you can get them ready to go. Um, then you want to give them enough time in, in camp to, you know, put the pads on and to put the scheme stuff in and, and all of that stuff. But I've also come from a place where I was in Canada uh, a year ago and in the CFL, they don't have off season programs. They have like a mini camp that leads into training camp and it's all right there. And so in the two and a half weeks that you have, you have maybe two weeks to get people ready to play a preseason game. And this is talking about guys like literally really? off the streets. There? Oh, that- yeah. Hey, that's it. You got two preseason games and away we go. The so, hell is that? I mean, it was a little crazy. It was a little crazy. <laughs> what? I was going to say, but, Jesus. But in the CFL, they've been able to do it. And, and it's not ideal, but you adapt and you adjust. And I would say that NFL players are probably more likely to be in better shape and ready to go. Like, they, they take – um, serious measures and pay close attention to their bodies and training and all that other stuff. So if you had to do it like that, it wouldn't be ideal, but you certainly could do it because I, 
literally have seen it happen in the CFL and in the CFL that's that's kind of standard operating procedure because they don't have an all-season program all right so so let, let's work through the math here because I did not know that that's how it was done in the CFL I thought there was a legitimate offseason not maybe not identical to the NFL but a, you know a legitimate offseason similar to the NFL so let's say the CFL season starts September 1st at what point on the calendar, just just for example, at what point on the calendar are they meeting, then playing preseason games, and then playing actual games? Uh, if September first is this is week one, are they meeting August first, and then mm, they and then they play a season a month later? I mean, you you could do it like, but like you know, we we actually have a point of reference. Um, we should look and see how they handled the lockout in twenty eleven. In 2011, when they came back from the lockout, they didn't have a long, um, drawn-out process to get guys ready to play. And the season, I mean, it, and, it went off without a hitch. And, and if you, you remember, know? they canceled the Hall of Fame game. The Hall of Fame game was that year, and because there was still the lockout, they didn't feel like um, those teams were going to be ready, so those teams played one less game in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, I remember that happening. Yeah, so like the end of the lockout, it was July 21st. Um, they had a new CBA. I mean, then they canceled the Hall of Fame game. You're right. Because they said that they needed the 22nd. They canceled yeah. it. And then they, I mean, they found a way to make it happen without it. And the funny thing is, like, people talk about quarterbacks. And you can't put young quarterbacks. But that was Cam Newton's rookie season. The first two games of that God, year, he threw, right. he threw for over 400 in back-to-back games. Oh, that's right. So I think, if anything, you should have um, – you should have coaches who are experienced, who've gone through it, who find a way to get it done. Yeah, the, oh, that's you're so right. I forgot about that. That was Cam Newton's uh, first year. That was also that was a really unique quarterback draft class because you had Ponder, Gabbert, Jake Locker was part of that draft class. Andy Dalton, Colin Kaepernick, like that. There were there was a lot there with that draft class, and the fact that Blaine Gabbert's the only guy in the first round taken that is still currently employed by an NFL team. Who knew? Uh, who knew that's how it was going to go, Bucky Brooks? I mean, uh, Blaine Gabbert surviving them all. It's like a giant Royal Rumble, and Blaine Gabbert's the last guy standing. Uh, hopefully we can get Cam Newton a job, though. Uh, that's, we're going to make that a campaign here on FSR. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> all right, so, so there's the very positive Bucky Brooks. Uh, I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, you can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up next. Um, so so a team made a move or made an announcement about their quarterback position that I find very, very interesting. Uh, we'll get to that next year on FSR. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts 
if you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. That guy over there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Um, I saw something that reminded me of Bucky Brooks before the show. And, uh, and I thought it was appropriate. So I want to get to that here coming up a little bit uh, over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So very, uh, very interesting. One of the great stories Bucky Brooks has told here on Fox Sports Radio. I thought was really well done. So <laughs> uh, we'll leave that as a little bit of a surprise. Hey, Bucky, can you believe it? The Chicago Bears uh, and uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace announced that uh, Nick Foles, it's going to be a open quarterback competition in Chicago this year, a stunning development because Ryan Pace said that Mitch Trubisky is the starter no matter what, and they believe in him. So what, what the hell is that all about? Mm, mm, interesting, right? Um, the There's some odds out that say that uh, Nick Foles is actually the favorite to be the starter week one of the NFL season. He's like a minus 160, so you lay a buck 60 and you win 100 bucks. Um, so he's the favorite going into it. But this this feels like Ryan Pace 
understands that the clock is ticking because he's missed a lot in the draft, whether it was Kevin White, and I know there was the injuries, but moving up to take Trubisky in the same draft that had Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, Leonard Floyd didn't work out. That was also a guy they traded up for. It it feels like Ryan Pace uh, understands that the clock is ticking on him a little bit there in Chicago. Oh, yeah, I think he definitely understands that. I think more importantly, I think – Matt Nagy understands that the clock may be ticking on him as well. Typically, general managers and head coaches can be tied at the hip. And so if he's having a tough time running the offense through the quarterback, he doesn't want to be the fall guy. So why not bring in someone that you know? He knew Nick Foles from his time at Kansas City and make it very, very competitive. And if he has to go with the old guy, go with the old guy. Do you think Nick Foles is that much of an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky? Uh, Only in terms of this. His experience matters. His experience would kind of lend itself that he will play better. Um, I think that's the one thing. you know. And I, and I think when you have a situation where if I'm going to go down, I want to go with my guy, the guy that I trust, the communication is right, I think he has been held back by some of the limitations that uh, exist with Mitch Trubisky. And I think he wants to have a guy that at least allows him to utilize the entire playbook. Nick Foles has his own limitations, but at least we've seen him on the biggest stage play at a level that you could say is beyond acceptable. Look, he 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 led his team to the, to the win. He's MVP. Like that's that's one of the things. And so I think Matt Nagy just wants to have someone that he he trusts at the position. It, I, it just it feels because uh, I know the highs have been really high with Nick Foles, but the lows have been really low as well too. Um, his season in St. Louis, um, I I remember watching him and he was terrible. And and I don't know if it was just system or whatnot but it didn't work out always system it's always system and it's always the thing like a lot of people and a lot of players will take offense to this when you when you say this 85 percent of the league they're system players they have to be in the right scheme that matches their talent that allows them to play at their best they're only about 15 percent of the league that are transcendent players that you can stick them in any system and their game is going to pop most of the people need to be with a situation where the coach understands exactly what they do well, puts them in a position to only ask them to do those things, and then they have a level of success. Okay, well, since we opened up this Pandora's box, uh, why don't we just dove, dive right in, Bucky Brooks? So who are those transcendent players? Are these the same guys that you say all deserve to be paid guaranteed contracts, fully guaranteed, Jalen Ramsey, so on I and mean, so forth? I mean, that's a long time ago, but yeah, I mean, I remember that like a year ago, but no, <laughs> Wait, it's, only, on. <clears throat> it's only like a handful of players, like like. Let's just talk about the quarterback position. How many guys are truly transcendent at that position? Ooh. I think right now we would say Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is. Uh, I think we could say that Russell Wilson is pretty trans, yeah. uh, transcendent. Um, you can't, and, and I know this is going to bother people, and this goes back to your point of people don't like to hear this, but I can't say that about Lamar Jackson. He is a system guy. He needs a, he needs a system around him. Oh, that's very, very true. Like, that's uh, true. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, people – Take that as a diss. It's not a dismissal of a player's talents. It's just saying that the way their game is, the the, the strengths of their game, they need to be highlighted in a system, a, a specific system, whereas some guys, man, they're just so talented that you can just put them in any system and they'll be able to play and have success and, and thrive. And so, I mean, just looking at that quarterback position, we talked about a handful of guys. We talked about Pat Mahomes. We talked about Russell Wilson. I believe that Deshaun Watson is that kind of player um, when it comes to a young guy. I think Carson Wentz can play in any system and have success. But who are the other young players that we could 
like confidently say, hey, man, it doesn't matter. Just throw them out there and they can get it. I don't know if there are that many guys that we could say are like that. Well, what about even even adding old players? If you just went up and down the starting quarterback list in the NFL, I mean, who I mean, like who are the guys that you would look at and say they're transcendent, they don't need a system to be able to flourish. So you're saying Carson Wentz, you're also saying Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers? I I know you're I yes. know you've been I mean, even of even Rogers, though even but... though even though he's a like what I would call is a, a descending player. He's still a talented player. You still can let him do his thing and, and build around him and, and you know, like all of those things. Like, so yeah, he's, he's transcendent. Even at 36, 37, he belongs to be, to be in that category. But when we think about that, and this is why, and this is why people get mad. And this is why the conversation is always muddied when we talk about quarterback play. If we're sitting here saying that there are only a handful of guys that are transcendent, so we would like to think that, okay, if these guys are transcendent, then they should be at the top of the food train when it comes to compensation, that the transcendent stars should be the ones getting the big bucks. And then those that are not transcendent, there should be kind of like a cap on what they pay. But why it gets muddied is because if you're playing in my system and you're great, then I should pay you like a franchise quarterback, i.e. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins from Minnesota is valued at a level that is beyond maybe his talent and what his talent suggests. So then when I'm Derek Carr and I look at Kirk Cousins get paid, I'm like, well, if he gets that, I want that. I'm Jimmy Garoppolo. I say the same thing, which brings us to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is looking around saying, well, look at Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff may not be a transcendent talent, but if Jerry Goff gets $32 million based on what he's done for the Rams, I darn sure should be able to get more than that based yeah. on inflation. So that's, so that's why it's all muddy. And I don't think that people can use the well, and that's that's the part that's so frustrating about when it comes to quarterbacks getting paid or even players getting paid in the NFL. Like people continue as much as you want to beat it over their head that no, 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 it's just their turn. It's just their turn. They're the next guy up. It continues to go back to yeah, but they're not better than so and so. All right, well, you know, I don't think Kirk Cousins is better than Dan Marino, but it was a different time. Things change. Like that's just that's how this stuff goes and so it, it's frustrating when I see people continue to want to go back to well I don't know on my quarterback rankings I don't have him as a top five guy so why should he deserve to get paid okay well you know if you want to look at all-time status if Tom Brady's a better all-time quarterback than than Jimmy Garoppolo but Garoppolo might end up making more in a season than, than Tom Brady ever has like it's it's just it's a conversation that people continue to not be able to understand and I don't get it I don't know why we're still struggling with this and Dak Prescott and this conversation still going on is insane to me hey man it's it's, it's part of the thing but it's it's one of those it's, it's one of those conversations that requires a level of nuance it, it it requires us to to think beyond the guy who gets the most money is the best player in the league it doesn't necessarily work like that as much as we would like to think that it works like that that um, the league is a reflection of what society should be in terms of being a meritocracy it's not a meritocracy it's the next man up. And if you're the next man up with enough individual and team accomplishments, you go to the front of the line. You're going to get paid, and you're going to get paid a lot of money. And so um, it just muddies the waters when you come from evaluating players per their talent and then having to debate about what someone should be paid. 
I mean, listen, I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything here because mm-hmm. uh, I'll, 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 no, I'll, I'll give you a little time. I'll give you a little time to think about it. See, I, see, I'm not like the CFL. I like to give you time to prepare, Bucky Brooks. All right, I'm not, I'm not going to throw you into a training camp and then two weeks later tell you to go to Saskatchewan and try and catch passes <laughs> out of the middle. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn you into Henry Burris, uh, having to put together a legendary <laughs> career in the CFL because of all this. But I'll just say this: I think. And and you do this as well as anybody. I think we need a top five or a top ten list from Bucky Brooks, transcendent quarterbacks that can play in any system and have success. And I think we're going to need a top five. Uh, and I think we, we might need to get into that uh, at some point before the end of the hour here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, well, let's I'm, do it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, all right, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio. Studios. Uh, up next, I saw something that reminded me of Bucky Brooks before the show, and it was Uh-oh. so perfect. Uh-oh. Find out what it is next year on FSR. For all the latest stuff from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome in the Gas Bad, David Gascon. Jonas, I did it. I What's did that, it. Dave? I did it. I did it. I pissed off your executive producer, Lita Lap. What'd you do? I, or- I ordered Gino's pizza, Gino's Chicago style pizza. Just moments ago, it came yeah. in. Oh, God. Fresh. That's, yeah, that's not real Chicago pizza, though. I hate to <laughs> Oh, wow. Quit being a freaking hater, man. I'm just, I'm not, you know, here's the here's the problem. Oh. When you put the sauce on top, yes. it goes from being pizza to soup. All right? Yeah. It's it's not done with, yeah, I'm telling you, people ask me, what's the best deep dish pizza place in Chicago? It's on, it's X-Checker on Wabash. And the cheese is on top, like a normal civilized pizza, and all the goodness is inside. Oh, man. man. When I went to Giordano's, the sauce was on top of it. The meat was all stacked inside and in the crust. Guess where I don't go when I go to Chicago for deep dish? Giordano's. Wow. I've been to Chicago like twice. I'm, I'm just not, wow. elitist. One of, one, yeah, one one of those uh, one of those times is a little different for Dave. Uh, I don't I, I don't think you've ever not trusted me after I gave you those directions, Dave. You want the action? Just go down this street, go to this bar, this bar, and this bar. Trust me, uh, it's like fishing with an Uzi. Jonas, yeah. right down Rush Street, man. <laughs> I forget the name of the hotel, but I was in a hotel that was connected to Ditka's restaurant. The and, Tremont. Yeah, there you go. Yep, the Tremont. It's awesome. Yeah. Ditka's is awesome, too. That was a good, good spot. Got bear. Yeah. Gibson didn't do me wrong. That entire runway. What do they call it? Viagra Triangle? Yeah, they call it the Viagra Triangle. What? Yes. I think it's amazing. Hey, Bucky, when you played it um, <laughs> uh, with the Packers, did you guys look forward to Chicago trips? Uh, Chicago trips were fun. In fact, on our days off, we would venture down to Chicago and hang out Monday nights and Tuesdays. How far is that drive? Uh, like three hours. Oh, that's awesome! Like, mm-hmm. so that's that's what you thought of of the town of Green Bay, that on Mondays and Tuesdays you drove three hours just to get away from it. Uh, no, no, I would say I wouldn't say to get away. I would say maybe just to celebrate what is in Chicago. How about that? <laughs> okay, that's good. Fair enough. Uh, that may, now it makes sense. That's fair enough. That's I get it. Solid guys. Uh, <laughs> guys, you're mentioning at the top of the show with President Trump's conference call with the uh, ten commissioners of the major league sports here in the United States, Adam. 
Adam Silver, Rob Manfred, Roger Goodell, Gary Bettman, amongst the likes. Uh, he did say he believes the NFL season should start on time in September, and he's also talking to commissioners with the hope of bringing fans back into stadiums and arenas by August or September. NFL news today, Antonio Brown was officially charged for his incident in January for assault. He faces failing burglary, misdemeanor battery, and also misdemeanor criminal charges of mischief, according to the Broward County Court. NBA, or excuse me, the Hall of Fame class of 2020 for the Basketball Hall of Fame has its eight finalists that got in. Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett also includes four-time NCAA Coach of the Year Eddie Sutton along with former Houston Rockets head coach Rudy Tomjanovich, a two-time winner with the Houston Rockets back in the mid-90s. Jonas and Bucky, the shore is yours. We're going to eat some pizza and a leak and watch. Dave, can you list off those names again, please? (laughs) This is a very humbling moment. Can you list off those names one more time that got into the nation Smith Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett. Mm. What? And uh, and and Rudy Tomjanovich and Eddie Sutton. Yes. All right. Uh, when you can recall where you were when all those players were drafted, you're officially old. Uh, mm. That is depressing. <sighs> that is depressing to think about. Like I can I can recall the Lakers trading. Uh, a uh, Vlade for Kobe Bryant to show Vlade. Uh, yeah, Vlade. Vlade. I know. I, we, Which, you know, we, gives him a little bit of an edge. You know, Vlade is a little bit too, you know, a little bit too vibrant. Vlade is a little bit more violent. I like it. Uh, but I remember when they traded him uh, to Charlotte, uh, and I just thought, well, who's this guy? And then you know, the rest is history. But Garnett coming out of uh, coming out of high school was was a stud player. Remember Tim Duncan? He was going to be if Tim if things had gone the way that they were supposed to go Rick Pitino was going to draft Tim Duncan uh, at the top of the draft because he was the Celtics uh, sort of president of basketball operations and they have two picks in the first round they ended up getting three and six and it was it was Chauncey Billups and and Ron Mercer right were the two players that the Celtics ended up taking uh, when the when the goal was Duncan and Grant Hill Yes. So, yes. yeah, things uh, things went a little bit differently uh, for uh, for Coach uh, Rick Pitino after that. But uh, nonetheless, uh, all right, Bucky Brooks from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So uh, one of the great stories, and you've had s- several really good stories here on Fox Sports Radio, just from your times playing or, or covering the NFL uh, as a scout, um, you know, one of the most legendary stories was when we did have a college basketball season, uh, you decided okay, well, you know, over a year and a half into doing the show together, now's the time where I tell everybody I want a slam dunk contest at halftime of a North Carolina game. (laughs) And it's like, dude, you're sitting on a winning lotto ticket. Why wouldn't you share that on the air? But you did win a, a slam dunk contest. And was was it at Chapel Hill or did you do it at Durham? Did you go on the road oh, to do no, it or was no, that no, Chapel no, Hill? No, no, no. It was, it was just okay. in Chapel Hill. Just making sure. It would have been awesome if you did it in Durham. No, no. It was plenty awesome doing it in Chapel Hill. Trust okay. me. <laughs> so, that is, 20, you know. 20,000 people watching, Jonas. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and things changed after that for Bucky Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, you play football? Me. Um, so I was watching uh, on NFL Network before the show started. They had the Football Life documentary on Derek Thomas and one of the segments they did on it one of the pieces in the football life documentary and Jason Whitlock Fox Sports one host who you know that you uh, um, you know do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. there uh, on um, speak for yourself Jason Whitlock 
talked because he covered the Chiefs in Kansas City, and he was there for, I think they call it the Monday Night Meltdown, which was when oh, you guys... I told you about this story. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I, didn't they, tell, I, told, I told you off air. I didn't tell you on air, right? Okay. Well, no, nah, you, you mentioned it on air, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe you mentioned on air. But they talked about um, how Derek Thomas had a meltdown like mm. they've never seen before. And you were teammates with him, correct? Yes. Um, yes. yes. And Denver, it was... The Denver game. Denver Monday night. The Denver so Broncos. It, it all comes. It all comes full circle to Fox Sports Radio <laughs> and Fox Television because mm-hmm. the reason he had a meltdown it was being talked about by Jason Whitlock. But the reason that Derek Thomas had a meltdown was because of Fox Sports One's own Shannon Sharp, who was a tight end and a really good one for the Denver Broncos. And one of the the ways they described um, why the meltdown took place on Monday night was uh, somebody said, "Yeah." You know, Denver uh, and Shannon really did their research on Derek. You know, they, they really did their research and they knew which buttons to push. And yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea mm. it was as big of a deal as it was. Like, I had forgotten how big of a deal. But when I, they started talking about it, I, I looked up at the television. I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's what Bucky told us about what happened mm. on Monday night. When, yeah, it was a yeah, it was a it was quite, quite a spectacle. It was a, yeah. it was a brawl. And and it was one that had been bubbling up. <laughs> I mean, it had been ruined. It had been ruined over the course of the game. And all of a sudden, it just, it just, it, I mean, just very explosive. And I think what uh, Jason Whitlock did a good job of, is he did a good job of telling the story without telling the story. Like, I think that's the part when he talked about the research. And some people will say that anything goes when it comes to trash talk. And then other people will say, like, there are certain lines that you shouldn't cross. I would just say that maybe... Shannon might have just kind of just kind of toe tapped on the line a little bit. Yeah, and and I mean, without, toe tapped. You know, without getting into details, um, it, I, we, it's fair to say they had something in common. Y- yes, <laughs> commonalities. Yes, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, Jonas. Like sometimes it is almost like if if you and I go to a party and we have on the same outfit. You know what yes. I mean? Like, like sometimes you just feel some kind of way because I'm like, man, Jonas, like, why didn't you tell me we got the we got the same <laughs> right. the same shirt on? Like, right. I, I could I could wore a different shirt, but you didn't tell me, so I didn't know. Or maybe you knew I was gonna wear it, but you didn't tell me that you were gonna wear yours. Like, it's, yeah, it was one of those situations where they were just kind of wearing the same shirt, maybe. Yeah, they're wearing the same shirt, and uh, one of them was saying that they wore it better than the other one. Yes. Yeah. They were- Who wore it better? That's exactly <laughs> what it was. It was like a red carpet thing, and we went back like. Who who wore it better? That's oh like. yeah, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. That uh, yeah, that there was uh, yeah that shirt. Um, yeah, they, that they both wore. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm assuming Shannon was saying that that he wore it better than Derek. Um, yeah, he's he was, yeah. he was saying maybe he got nominated. Like he was nominated and he he won. Like they they took it to the polls. <laughs> yes, and he was the winner. Yeah, and uh, Marty Schottenheimer said after uh, when they were interviewing him for the Football Life documentary, uh, he said afterwards that. It was the one of the most embarrassed he ever was as a head coach, even more so than any of the playoff losses as Chiefs head coach, was just the behavior and and Derek Thomas falling apart on national television like that because they were so shocked at how everything went down. And I just, I just had no – and you were teammates with him. I had no idea – 
I mean, nationally, you know, it's a story, but locally there inside the locker room, how big of a deal was that to watch that happen and take place on prime time? Your best player, a guy who's a Hall of Fame talent, just go down in flames like that. Well, it was, it was part of a, a few different things. Okay, so to even give you more backdrop of, of the story. So that year, I want to say that year was 98. It was 98. So 97, we were the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. We lose to the Denver Broncos in the divisional round. We lose 14-10. Elvis Gerbach came back. We didn't play well. They, they go and they go and win the Super Bowl. So when we go to training camp the next year, I want to say at that point, we had added Chester McLaughlin. Uh, I think we added... Uh, Derek Alexander yeah. on offense, and we felt like we had a team that was Super Bowl ready. The very first team meeting that we had, Derek Thomas interrupted Marty Schottenheimer and said, Coach, I got something to say. And he stood up and he said, Offense, if you guys can guarantee that you can score 20 points a game, I promise you that I will break the sack record. Stood up and said that. So we were like, <laughs> Whoa. Like, I don't know how those are correlated but okay that's that's great like that's that's what he said and then there was this conversation throughout the preseason about how good we're going to be and all this other stuff where Jonas we played the Minnesota Vikings the third preseason game and they beat the brakes off of us in preseason and I know people say preseason doesn't count but it certainly does matter because we lost a lot of our swagger at that point we go on and play and we're struggling throughout the season our identity isn't right we got a bunch of what I would call character guys guys that are just on the line. And so when when things are going great, it's great. But when things fall off, they have a ten- tendency to spiral out of control. And we were in the midst of, I want to say, like a, a disappointing season, a losing season by the time we limped into the Denver game. And what happened, you have the frustrations of not living up to the hype. You have Shannon and Derek getting into their thing. And so when it blew up, it was the entire season blowing up right there. And that's why it became such a, an embarrassment because it was it was embarrassing to be on the field and see all of that stuff unfold. But it was a little bit of the Derek Thomas stuff and a lot of underperforming as a team. Well, and I, I can imagine there was probably, you know, and and doesn't mean that it's you, but I can imagine there might be some people in the locker room when a guy stands up and says, hey, offense, if you do your job, I will break the sack record. Not we will win a Super Bowl or we will win, a, you know, a couple of it playoff was, games. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't ideal. Like, <laughs> like I, I would say this, like, if, 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 if you're trying to talk about it, like, if, you, if you're asking Bucky, the coach, is that an ideal way to do it? Uh, no. Like, ideally, you, you, you talk about a team goal with another team goal. You don't say, like, hey, this part of the team, if you do this, I'm going to do that. So oh, man. It wasn't ideal, but I would say, like, in anything, we're all just kind of learning our way. Even as pros, we still have kid-like tendencies. So maybe at the point, Derek was still just kind of learning how to be the leader. Man, uh, he was awesome. Uh, Terrific, man. One of the best players I've ever been around. Um, I was I was there against the Oakland Raiders. I want to say he got six sacks in a game. Yeah, um, Jeff George was the quarterback. I think absolutely yeah. pummeled him all game long. And so, like, he he's one of the best I've ever seen. But that night, he certainly lost his cool. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's an amazing story, uh, and and oh, I I had no so idea bad. there were there was I had no idea so bad. There, there yeah, was we were so much we were four it. we were four and five heading into that game. We had lost, jeez, we had lost four in a row going into that game. I'm looking at it like we 
We lost to the yeah. We lost to the Patriots, the Steelers, the Jets, the Seahawks, and then we were playing the Broncos. So that's why we were on edge. That's amazing. Uh, Bucky Brooks, uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to get the truth. All right, you want to know how good the quarterback play is in the NFL? We're going to get the truth, and we're going to get it next year on FSR. There it is. That was This was the, uh, the anthem they played in the car ride from Green Bay to Chicago uh, multiple times a season when Bucky Brooks was a member of the Packers. There it is. Uh, who was who was in the car, Bucky? You, Leroy Butler, Don Makowski. Who else was in the car with you guys there? <laughs> she headed down to Chicago. <laughs> you know, it's just me and, me and some of the, some of the – man, God, that's such a long time ago. We used to go, and we would just stay on um, – God, Michigan. Was it Michigan Ave? Oh, yeah. Michigan Ave. Like, we'd, yep. we'd post up on Michigan Ave and go, go shopping for a little bit, get a little something to eat, you know. Monday night football maybe popping off a little bit. Oh, it's such it's such a good food town too. Oh man, I mean it it is Gosh, glorious. I could, I, 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 God, I wish I could remember what we were eating. Then I just remember we were going like first car smoking. As soon as it was done, we were in the car and out. Monday. Oh man. That's awesome. So uh, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Let's go live to our I Think I Know Where the Packers Used to Hang Out uh, during Mondays and Tuesdays during the season with Bucky Brooks, Insider Iowa Sam for the latest. Sam? I actually have exclusive audio of Bucky and his pals driving from Green Bay to Chicago. Let's have a listen. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark. And we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. <laughs> Bucky, you sound a little different there, man. What the hell's that about? Also, you're smoking? Come on, uh, you're an NFL player. Good God. What are you t- man, look, I can tell you stories. Like, I, I, I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> okay. By so way, you're can, talking can about. I t- can I tell you something? Like, the, you know, like, there are certain things that I love in this world. Can I tell you? Can I, tell you, can I list to you? Uh, by the way, we are going to have Bucky Brooks's uh, top five transcendent quarterback list coming up top of are next we? hour. Yeah, are we are. We? Top of next hour, we're going to have it. Okay. Um, can I just say. So there, there are things that I love in this world. Mm. Um, I love my mom. I love my fiance. And I love story time with Bucky Brooks. Right, go ahead, Bucky Brooks. Uh, what do you got? No, like so, so, so this story. I guess I can I can tell it because like my guy's no longer here. But one of my teammates in Kansas City, that same year, the '98 year I told you about, yes. where we imploded. <laughs> one of my teammates, rest rest is rest is rest in peace. Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons was my guy. Wayne Simmons and I we played together in Green Bay. We're in Kansas City at a. It's like an OTA workout. And, and Wayne, Wayne isn't participating. Wayne is on the side smoking a black and mild <laughs> in the middle of practice. So like, like off to the side, like I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine Jonas at T.O. at Thousand Oaks, you being on the field, you running around, you look over and there's a puff of smoke and it's one of your teammates just taking a tote or two. And then the head coach comes over like, hey man, what are you doing? He's like, hey, coach, I just, I just wanted to drag. He's like, you can't smoke that out here. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, look, there, and, and you know the other one? I, I remember back in the day I had a buddy who was a fireman. He was a family friend, and he's like, you'd be shocked at how many firemen smoke. Like, like back in the day, like, like people would, you'd find out somebody smokes and you'd be, you'd be stunned. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you've got, you've got heaters on you. 
Like you've got heaters on you. What the hell is this about? Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's crazy to think. And there's still some athletes that that still light it up from time to time. Um, that is awesome. Uh, he is Bucky Brooks. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, if you want the truth about quarterback play in the NFL, do not go anywhere. We've got it for you next here on FSR. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER 
this is going to be one of those moments to where you know you're going to piss somebody off. All right. It, it's almost one of those. All right. Now, before we get to this, I just want to preface that's going to happen right now because people are looking for somebody to take out their frustration on. Uh, so we'll get to that here coming up in just a couple of moments. That guy over there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app and on every single one of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. Program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time. Uh, we know you and yours are going through some struggles right now. If your mind is elsewhere and you're frustrated and angry and confused and worried and scared, uh, at least hang out with us here as we talk football and, and tell stories here for a few hours on Fox Sports Radio and all live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Ladies and gentlemen, Bucky effing Brooks. What's going on, Jonas? You got um, me doing some homework now because I'm I'm worried about offending somebody. Well, no, because and, I, I, and I, you know, like one thing that I do love, man, I love a list. I love a list. Oh, I love who a doesn't? And I love a list, <laughs> especially and, especially right now. <laughs> and right now, you, you have me doing odd numbers, so now I'm stuck. I'm stuck on five, and I got four people that are in the club, and I'm trying to figure out who is the last person. To get in, this is a tough one, dude. Yeah, um, I I was thinking about that as well too because I think I know who mm. you're torn between. I think I know what quarterbacks mm. you're torn between. Yeah. Um, so yeah. so this is this is going to be interesting. So just for for people that are just tuning in, um, we were discussing the Chicago Bears who held a news conference, not a news conference, a teleconference. I don't know if it was Zoom or Skype or one of these other companies. That by the way. Uh, whoever got in early and bought stock in Zoom, congratulations. Uh, you, you have man, hit a home run. How about that? My man, my man was struggling. <laughs> and he created – I just want to know, how, how did Zoom become like the, the platform of choice? Like, I don't know. Like, why Zoom? Why not, why not Google Hangout or why not some of the other things? Like, but, I think man, it's just fun Zoom. to say. It's, like, I, really I mean, like the functionality, it's, it's really easy. I will say that, like, it's, it's really easy. I did it. I know a lot of people are doing it with their family. I did it with yeah. my high school team the other night. Like, it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty cool or whatever. I asked them which one they preferred. They were like, oh, well, we always do all the school stuff on Google Hangout. But oh, yeah, man. it's, uh, oh. it's amazing. I did, uh, my buddy sent, um, cause we were trying to figure out my bachelor party. I had a bachelor party that was planned. You had a, um, you, oh, I was like, you had a virtual yeah. bachelor party. No, 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 no but, it, but we might have to I resort like, to that. Ooh, um, I feel like, I feel like you're not going to get your money's right. Well, and that's the thing. Like we, virtual, we had, like, cause if that's the case. There's some people that are having virtual bachelor parties every night. Dude, we had an entire. We had an entire. Yeah, yes, absolutely, they are. Uh, it, it's uh, it's uh, you know it's it's called sliding into DMs and other things. Um, but we had, we had an entire weekend planned, and it was for the beginning of May, and all of a sudden this happened and so you know it's scrambling to get your money back it's scrambling because everything's on lockdown you have no idea what's going to happen and i just told him i said look uh i'm supposed to be married in july do not be surprised if we do a bachelor party after the wedding like because i'm not oh, I refuse whoa, whoa, to lose whoa. This. <laughs> i'm telling you man i i don't know if, i don't know if you can do that I, I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> okay, everybody, you, ta- everybody talks tough until their fiance listens on to the radio. Listen, <laughs> like, like everybody well, talks yeah, tough. Everybody well, talks tough. She she must be out. She must be out of no. the grocery store or whatever. But hey, like, like, 
Oh, hey, that, that's that, that's why I tell her I'm on from uh, one to five Eastern time and not one to five Pacific. You know, <laughs> what do you what do you want? Um, but but I just you know it's like the part in Training Day uh, where um, Denzel Washington goes in and serves that fake warrant to, mm. to go raider of her jewelry. Yeah, uh, and and the guy says you can't do that. He said we can do whatever we want. We're the police. Fuck <laughs> yeah, I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever the hell I want. It's my I bachelor. I want to see party. that damn warrant. <laughs> By the way, Iowa Sam's probably been sitting on that drop for four years waiting for somebody to need it, and it was right there right at his taking. Right right there. <laughs> well done. Um, uh, by, by the way, one of the great roles in the history of, of movies, uh, mm. Denzel Washington in Training Day. Like I, I think it's his best role, and I don't even think yes. it's close. Officer I, I, Hoyt. Uh, yeah, oh, it's unbelievable. Yes. King Kong ain't got, got mm. <laughs> I so, love it. I love it. I love that part. So I love that part when they leave him in the jungle and he's just like, oh, I got shoe detail. Shoe detail for all <laughs> you. <y'all."> program. Shoe <laughs> program. Uh, or, the, or the best where he goes, yeah, how you want a dog closed casket? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, so we were discussing the situation in Chicago. The Bears are, you know, holding a quote unquote open competition. And the subject got brought up quarterback play in the NFL. And it's, you know, it, depending on the system. And Bucky pointed out that, listen, a lot of players in the league don't like hearing this. They think it's an insult, which it isn't. But you know, you thrive in a certain system, and there's only there's only a few players that are transcendent, meaning a few players that can play within any system and still have success. And so I thought, okay, well, if you had to put together a top five list of quarterbacks in the NFL who are transcendent, who can play in any system, no matter what it is, and still flourish, who would that be? And so I forget. Mm. I, I don't want to throw you on this. I don't want to just throw it at you. You know, get ready, some time I'm to think now. about it. Because I'm, I'm telling you right now, and I'll call my shot on this. This is what's going to happen. If this gets tweeted out, or somebody gets a hold of this list. Oh, I may tweet you, it out. Well, I may tweet it out on my own. You know, you know where this conversation is going to go. People are going to not understand mm. the meaning of transcendent, and mm. they're going to think that you're making a top quote unquote quarterback list, and they're going to get insulted. Doesn't like it, it's it's going to happen. People are going to get caught up in the words, and mm. they're not going to think clearly enough because their rage is going to take over. And people need anything to get angry about outside of the pandemic that's going on. So they're looking for a reason to get frustrated. So uh, we do have a a live studio band here uh, in attendance at Fox Sports Radio. No stone unturned. Everybody is mm. six feet apart from each other. Don't I don't know anybody wearing. It is the NFL on Fox band. They're in studio. So Bucky Brooks, let's hear it. Your top five transcendent NFL quarterback list. Quarterbacks that can Man. flourish in any system. Okay, so this, this is going to be tough because we're going to need a lot of time when we get down to five. So <laughs> I'm going to go one through four. We'll make it pretty easy. So Pat Mahomes is number one. We just saw the Super Bowl MVP do what he does. He's fantastic, does everything. He has the arm talent, athleticism, all of that. Um, at two, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has the same kind of ability. We have seen him kind of play sandlot ball for the Seattle Seahawks. They win. It works for them. Number three, even though he's older, I still believe he's a transcendent talent. Aaron Rodgers deserves to be on the list. Wow. At four, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson because there are some who believe he may be playing around his head coach and still finding a way to get the Houston Texans into the winner's circle. And at five, we're going to have to – now, this is where we got to talk talk about it, right? <laughs> so so, so here, here's where my thoughts are. Here we and, go. and I might need I might need Iowa Sam to kill on the music because I'm going to need some assistance on this one. So 
I, I got three guys that I have in the conversation. I have Ben Roethlisberger. I have Matthew Stafford. And I have Carson Wentz. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I got I got three for one. Okay, so now Ben Roethlisberger has been to the Super Bowl twice. He has two Super Bowl wins, but he's hurt right now. And I don't know which Ben Roethlisberger is going to come back. So that kind of makes me kind of hit the pause button a little bit. Matthew Stafford is as talented as anybody on this list. The only problem is he's only been in Detroit and he doesn't have enough wins. And I know people are going to say, well, team wins isn't a stat, but it kind of matters when you're putting together one of these lists. I mean, you know what Rob Parker calls him? It's why I've been saying it. Stat Patford for years. (laughs) (laughs) And then the final guy. I know. And the final guy is Carson Wentz, who. Wow. Carson Wentz plays at a level, like he's played at a level that people would consider an MVP level. However, they won the Super Bowl without him on the field. And so, where, where do you put him in the mix? He's the youngest of all of them. He has tremendous talent, but he's also been hurt. And two of the – Matthew Stafford has tremendous talent, but they yes. don't have enough wins. Ben Roethlisberger has wins and talent, but he's older and there's an unknown. Man, number five is hard. Yeah, it's really hard. And I think just in looking at those – now – People are going to get bothered by somebody that's left off that list, and that would be Drew Brees. But Drew, I mean, Drew Brees, Brees, man, Drew Brees is Drew Brees is like forty plus. And like. and and let's be honest here. Um, Sean Payton was the perfect system for Drew Brees. Like Drew Brees was not the quarterback he was. That is true. In in San Diego when he got to New Orleans, so that's where people are going to get caught up on this. They're going to look at that and go, "You're trying to say that uh, uh, that Matt Stafford's better than Drew Brees?" Well, no, mm. it's not that he's had a better career. It's just he's a guy in your mind that is transcendent that can play in any system because he has the ability to do so. Oof, um, this is tough. It, it, this it's is, it's really tough because tough. because it's a nuanced conversation. It's not black and white. You can't just do a cut and dry list. I was I was surprised. Based on your opinion of the play of Aaron Rodgers, I was surprised that Rodgers was in your top four unequivocally. I actually thought your your fifth pick was going to come down to uh, mm. Rodgers, Ben, and Drew Brees. That Ooh. that's where I thought you were going to get. But the who fact was going to be the, who was going to be the first four? Who do you think was going to be the top four? Um, I thought you would have Mahomes. Uh, I thought you would have uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, I know Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. and I thought Carson Wentz was going to be your fourth. Okay, that's right. that's where I thought you were going right. to go with your fourth. We're in there, like we, um, we're dancing. <sighs> you didn't have big man in there either, huh? No, and and that's mm. and because I don't. Mm. It it this is this is where it's because it's hard to compartmentalize what you've last seen from a guy as mm, opposed mm. to what he truly is, you know, w- without a certain system. And I guess, look, Roethlisberger's had different offensive coordinators there. I mean, he's had, I mean, at least three that I can think of, just Arians, Todd Haley, and now he's got a, a new offensive coordinator. So I guess Ben Roethlisberger does warrant being in the discussion. Gun to your head, if you've got to pick a number five of your top five transcendent quarterbacks, Mahomes, Wilson, Rogers, Watson. Oh, I'm and- gonna put Matthew Stafford in there. Wow. Matthew Stafford goes. Matthew Stafford goes wow. in the mix. No system. Because oh, we're talking about talent. Yep. I can't argue it. 
Oh, that's tough, though. It, it's Man. tough. Well, because he, here, Pittsburgh, here's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is. Ooh, they're gonna be so hot. The, this this is the problem that I think people have with Matt Stafford. They look at Matt Stafford and they go, "Well, he didn't. He's he hasn't won a playoff game in Detroit. How could you put him that high on the list?" I think people forget how bad Detroit has been for so long. You mm. played in the NFC Central slash NFC North. Detroit's always been, you know, after Tampa Bay left the div- d- division, Detroit's always been the laughing stock of the division. They always, even the Bears have had more success than the Detroit Lions. The fact that Matt Stafford has brought that franchise to the playoffs three times since he's been there is, is I think impressive considering what the organization always was. And here's the other thing I'll say. Everyone, you know, wanted to point to, well, you know, it's easy to be a quarterback in the NFL when you've got uh, Calvin Johnson as your wide receiver. I actually think Matt Stafford's gotten better since Calvin Johnson's left. I think he's a better quarterback because he doesn't rely on that one player to throw the ball to. I think he's become a better quarterback. So I, I can't argue if you wanted to put Stafford at five, I wouldn't have an issue with it. Man, no, that's tough. Like, it's, it's, it's a really tough thing, but you are absolutely right about the Calvin Johnson thing. The Calvin Johnson um, departure actually made Matthew Stafford get 100%. better. 100%. Because it made him use the entire field, use the entire offense, and do those things. And I'm trying to pull up his, his numbers or whatever. Like, it was only a season ago, well, dude was doing the Jim Caldwell era, where he was playing at an MVP level before he hurt his finger. There was a point where he was playing at such a high level that – you're like, man, this dude is playing yeah. outstanding. Now, some people are also going to get on me about Matthew Stafford because he didn't finish the season. But, man, last year, last year he had 19 touchdowns, only five interceptions. He played Jeez. really, really well. He Jeez. played really well last season. Man. And I Jeez. just I, – I don't, I don't think he gets a fair shake. That's why – look, the Lions are sitting there at three. Um, I mean, if <sighs> – I don't think, and you look at Matt Stafford's contract. You look at like, like where he's at contractually. I just, mm. I still think he's got a lot of good football left. I don't see why you would walk away from Matt Stafford. Like, oh, I don't, I don't think. Like, I know there's been conversation about like him, uh, the team moving on or wanting to move on from him. I just don't know how you do it. Yeah, I, I, I legitimately don't know how you can move off of a guy who has kind of played at the level that he's played at. Like when, when you look at the way that he's played the last couple of years, he, I mean, he's played at an outstanding level. And when Jim Carl was there, they were going to the playoffs. He was completing a ton of passes. He had a little connection for a while there with Jim Bob Cooter. Um, last couple of years, like I will say this in the Matt Patricia era, it hasn't looked great. Right. It hasn't looked great for him. There's just not a necessarily the right chemistry or whatever. It just hasn't been great. But Outside of that, man, he's he's been a really really good quarterback. And and look, Marvin Jones is a better wide receiver being in Detroit than when he was in Cincinnati. Kenny Galladay has been a really good wide receiver. Like like players have gone there and performed at a high level because Matt Stafford. I think he's made a lot of guys around him better. And it's a dysfunctional organization, but you are going to piss some people off putting him at five. I can't. I I'm totally okay with it. I'm 100% mm. okay with it, especially considering where they're at at this point in their career. And and I also, look, the Carson Wentz stuff, I mean, you know, if we're talking about Matt Stafford not winning a playoff game, Carson Wentz hasn't won a playoff game. 
I mean, he he is he hasn't been there in the, in the in the playoffs. I just I think I've got more of a body of work of Matt Stafford than I do Carson Wentz. And mm. Ben Roethlisberger is banged up, and we have no idea whether or not he's going to be able to come back from Tommy John surgery as a quarterback. So yeah, that's uh, so Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, and Matt Stafford are your top five transcendent quarterbacks in the NFL mm. that can flourish in any system. Man, I'm sitting here surpassing, I'm, because I'm, I'm making sure I'm making sure I got the right definition. So it says, surpassing the ordinary, exceptional, beyond or above the range of normal, merely physical human experience. Wow, superior, supreme, consummate, predominant. Wow, that's a lot. I feel like we're talking about a magic show here. Like, want, what, what, are you, want, what are you reading? There? I want to be described by somebody like that. Like, no kidding. Man, he is transcendent. <laughs> no kidding. Like, you, you ask one of my exes, how would you describe him? They just say D-bag. <laughs> they just say D-bag. What do you mean? Uh, all right. He's Buggy Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, we're actually going to ask a former NFL quarterback what he thinks about that transcendent word and the list put together just now here on FS. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up, uh, we'll call it a little over uh, 10 minutes from now here on FSR, about 10, 15 minutes from now. It is the return of something I can't believe that we still can do during the offseason. All right, we will explain what that is coming up uh, 10, 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, he is a former NFL quarterback. He's now an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and he's always kind enough to spend a few minutes with Bucky Brooks and myself here on Fox Sports Radio. His name is Bruce Gradkowski. Bruce, what's happening here on a Saturday? Guys, I'm doing good. You know what, Jonas? I was just thinking about what I could go for right now. And that oh, is that Cuban, li- that Cuban coffee, huh? Absolutely. You read my mind. <laughs> yeah, it was, is a. Was that not amazing? It's th- there was this little stand um, at Radio Row in the Super Bowl. Uh, they look. They didn't have food or anything, but they had these little Cuban coffees, and I forget, like Cafe Alecha or whatever they call them. I can't. I can't pronounce <laughs> it. Um, but it's uh, it's basically an espresso shot. They put some sugar in it, and they stir it until it almost has a little bit of a thick texture to it. And people were rifling through those in between segments at oh. Radio Row. And it was it's like liquid cocaine. I mean, people were I, walking I think, around buzzing. I think it was actually sugar that they just added a little bit of espresso to. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you, you, you needed uh, – if, if you were worried about your teeth or your cavity intake at that point, you were pretty much screwed after uh, Radio Row in Miami. <laughs> um, so, Bruce, we, we got to ask you this because we, this wasn't planned, but we got off into a little bit of a discussion, and I think it's a discussion that might be the end of Bucky Brooks on Twitter. Um, and <laughs> and uh, you being a former quarterback, we thought it would be appropriate to get your opinion on this uh, here first. So we started talking about transcendent quarterbacks, so quarterbacks that can flourish in any system. And Bucky Brooks came up with his top five quarterbacks in the NFL that can flourish in any system, no matter what. Um, Bucky, give him your top five, because I'm curious to see what, uh, what, what Bruce thinks of this list. All right, so top five in order, Bruce. It was Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, and Matthew Stafford. I'm writing them down. I'm writing them down. Um, 
Because I want to look at I mean, I, look, I, I can't argue with you uh, about the first two. I mean, you're talking about Mahomes and Wilson. Those guys, you put them in any system, they're going to make their teams better because they have the arm talent, they have the arm ability, uh, and then they have the athletic ability, right, to, to maneuver, uh, buy some time in the pocket, create plays, create throws. Those two are amazing. And that's where Rodgers is, too. So I'd have to agree with you on those top three. I mean, I might – I mean, it, it, this might be crazy to say, but I might take Wilson over Mahomes. I mean, mm. I've seen him in big mm-hmm. moments. Um, but, I mean, I love Mahomes, man. Just watching him play, he it, it's just – it looks like so fun, so much he, – like he's having so much fun. And he just seems like a really good dude, right? I mean, just – you're happy for him when he won the Super Bowl. He's young. He's talented. Has a good head on his shoulders. Um, so I agree with you with those top three. I mean, I think the thing that was disappointing last year for me is when Stafford got hurt because he was playing lights out. I mean, I remember grading him for Pro Football Focus, and the dude was dropping dimes. And talk about arm talent uh, is pretty amazing. And Watson, for me, Watson, he brings you that athleticism with the arm talent but he needs to just be more consistent. So um, I agree with you on him being that transcendent quarterback. He's young. He's exciting. He's athletic. He has the arm. Man, they just sent away DeAndre Hopkins. You know, (laughs) (laughs) So I feel bad for him in that sense. But I have to agree with you with those top three. Another guy, you know, because I played with him, and and I don't know because he's getting up in his career and he's uh, overcoming an injury, is Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, I yeah, mean, I, that was that was a debate. That was a debate. You, yeah, because, you know, I, I played with him, and, you know, I've I seen him play up close and personal, and he was a guy that just he makes guys around him better. You watch any receiver that he plays with, he elevates their game and their stats. Same thing with tight end running backs. I mean, look at all the players with A.B.'s best years, uh, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Emmanuel Sanders was doing well there. Emmanuel Sanders went on to, you know, still have a good career. Santonio Holmes, you know, so I feel like Ben is the type of guy you put him anywhere else. Mm-hmm. He will kind of still have the same numbers. He'll still have the same production. Uh, I've just believed that when I played with him and I believe that now and, and hopefully with the, with the elbow injury he's getting over, we'll, we'll see the same type of player. Uh, Bruce Gradkowski joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, former NFL quarterback, now an analyst for Pro Football Focus. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR, and and so when we're looking at the list, and and I can't I can't argue just because I'm taking into account that the key word here is transcendent. So it doesn't mean who's had a better career, who's most likely a Hall of Famer. It's transcendent. So you got Mahomes, Wilson, Rogers, and Watson. I think some people might argue Drew Brees and say, well, are you trying to say that, you know, Matt Stafford's better than Drew Brees? But I do think it's worth noting if we're talking about transcendent, Drew Brees' career went to another level when he got into a system. And it, and, it, and I think, and this is something that we were discussing that actually led into this conversation. Were you ever insulted, Bruce, when somebody said, well, you're a system quarterback or you're a product of the system? If so, why was that? Um, no, I was never insulted. I was talking to someone the other day, and I actually take it as a compliment when I'm at a restaurant or I'm out to eat or I'm, I'm somewhere and someone runs into me and they're like, man, I thought you would have been bigger than that. I thought you would be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
You know, I actually take that as a compliment because I just really believe that um, God uses the ordinary for for extraordinary things. And I never had the strongest arm. I was never the biggest or strongest. You know, but I could do I could do it all. I was athletic. I was accurate. Um, so I would never be hurt by if I was a system guy. I understood that. Like throughout my career, I always wanted to team up with Kyle Shanahan um, because he was with the Houston Texans at the time. I saw what he did with the offense with Matt Schaub, and I knew I had the timing and rhythm. I knew my arm strength was good enough to make every throw, but I also needed a coach that coached rhythm, timing, and uh, anticipation, and also demanded that from his wide receivers. You know, sometimes being around receivers like Antonio Brown and watching Ben Roethlisberger, those guys naturally have the football instinct. uh, So they can actually, like, A.B. could go a little deep on a route, and Ben still makes the play because he has that type of arm strength and arm talent. To me, I want the guys where they're supposed to be on time so I could anticipate – And with Drew Brees, I just love how his career unfolded, right? I mean, we forget, you know, sometimes that the significant injury he went through leaving San Diego. I Mm -hmm. I mean, and then just think of the position, though, that the New Orleans Saints were in before they signed Drew Brees. Sean Payton just, you know, gets the job. He's about to bring Drew Brees over. And look what he's done for New Orleans. I mean, it's – it's truly amazing to see that we look at the Saints now is competitive. We look at them, they're going to be in the running for playoffs for sure in their division and possibly a Super Bowl. So that's how we've been talking talking about them for the last decade because of Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Uh, so I don't find it a knock to talk about he's a system guy, but Drew Brees, uh, he works and masters his craft. And my buddy Lance Moore, he was my roommate in college. He played nine years with Breeze. And he said, and I, I know the video surfaced, but every every Saturday after the walkthrough, Breeze would stay after and walk through each and every play, each and every read. And you're talking about a guy now that has been in the league forever, has been in Sean's Payton, Sean Payton's system forever, but he continues to put in the work. And that's what I love seeing and watching. And, and that's why he's had such an amazing career and impact, not only on New Orleans, but on, on the NFL. It, Bruce, it's, it's so funny because to get your perspective, because when people talk about transcending and quarterbacks and, and those things, like there is a belief that um, all quarterbacks are kind of created equal. And so what clouds it is the compensation. But and just using like your expertise, not only as a former player, but what you do now. How important is it for the right quarterback to be in the right system? Like how the impact of coaching on really the career of the quarterback and how it's impactful, you have to go to the right spot. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I truly believe that. That's why it's so hard to um, you know, navigate through these young prospects, right? These young quarterbacks, even receivers and running backs, and because as you you know get drafted or you sign as a free agent, it it, it ultimately matters the the type of situation you're in, the players around you, the coach that you have, the opportunities that you get, um, and how can you maximize your ability? Because it is the NFL. A ton of these guys have a, a ton of talent, of course. And there was a lot of quarterbacks that I even played with that had more talent than me, 
But for some reason, if you put everything maybe I brought to the table, I would have been the better option at the time. Or, and you see it throughout the league, right? And um, Tom Brady, you know, he might not have the physical abilities of a Patrick Mahomes or um, some of these young guys, and even Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but what Brady's mindset that he brings to the game, like with the quarterback position, to me, that's like the most important thing. I mean, abilities aside, you have to have enough ability, enough arm strength and talent to make the throws. But it's it's how you kind of can change the pulse of that locker room. And the great ones can do that. And that's why you see Tom Brady in the careers he, career he's had. And that's what I think the biggest thing he brings to Tampa Bay is that mindset and what he brings in the locker room. I mean, you look at Kyler Murray, right? I think he's I think he's possibly on, on that list to talk about transcendent quarterbacks like him and Cliff Kingsbury. I think this is a perfect match in an offense that will uh, utilize and really uh, take advantage of Kyler Murray's abilities. So that's going to be exciting to watch too. But, Bucky, I think you're right, man. A lot has to do with the system you go to and who you're around. He is Bruce Gradkowski, former NFL quarterback, now an analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Bruce, last one for me. Uh, the Bears announced or had a conference call on Friday and announced it's going to be an open competition between Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. Based on what you've seen, Nick Foles' familiarity with the system there, who do you expect to be the starting quarterback week one for the Chicago Bears? I expect Foles to be the guy. I think um... – you know, I, I think the familiarity with Foles and the coaching staff, he was with Langer, he was with Filippo, he was with Matt Nagy. And, um, and I think the most important thing you look at when you talk about Foles' career, um, he plays the best when he's playing with confidence. And I think, you know, you have to remember back when he almost retired, when Andy Reid got him in Kansas City, and um, gave him that next opportunity in, in that staff. That's when Nagy was like offense coordinator. That's when he, he kind of took that next bump. Like he got gained that confidence back. Then he goes to Philly for his second stint, and we know what happens there. Um, and I think he's a guy that if he has confidence, he's playing with confidence, he can play well. And I think with the coaching staff that the Bears have, they know how and they should know how to get the best out of Foles and play to his strength. I think he's going to be very comfortable in this offense, and I really think he could do well in it. Now, it's a matter if the Bears are going to have the kahunas to say, hey, (laughs) Nick Fools, you're our guy. We don't even want to start the season and see how Trubisky does. We're going to do it from day one. So is that just a statement, like it's open competition, or is it truly open competition? Bruce Gradkowski, former NFL quarterback, a Cuban coffee aficionado, and an analyst for Pro Football Focus. Uh, get him on Twitter at bgradkowski5. Bruce, we always appreciate it, man. Hope you and the family are safe, and we'll do it again next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because Geico, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. Geico.com, easy. Uh, up next, uh, we can't believe this is actually still being done during the offseason. We will do the impossible here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in the wonderfully talented David Gascon. Jonas, you know the one thing we have not done yet? What's that? We haven't gone Drink li- on the air? Well, we, have, well, we, we have done that. 
just a matter of the color of Kool-Aid. <laughs> right. We haven't gone live to I will interrupt you for any kind of reason, no matter what. Iowa Sam for the latest. Gascon's coming up. Kind of a jerk. Hey, David I will, mask on. I, I will say that, that was a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so bad. There, there's clutch moves like Christian Leitner back in the day, but Iowa Sam pulling out that, let me see your warrant drop. That's clutch. <laughs> I want to see that warrant. That's got to be one of the greatest moments of all time on this network, right? <laughs> <So good. laughs> all right. So, Jonathan Bucket, I need you guys to be honest with me. Would you watch anything sports related right now? Yes. Like live, uh, like anything. I watch anything. Marbles. Uh, w- within reason. Okay. How about this for a reason? According to Adrian Wojnarowski, the NBA and ESPN are working on a on televising a horse competition involving several high players. Sources say players would shoot in isolation, presumably in their home gyms, and match shots against competitors. Details are still being finalized. Mm. Like, is for, this just a knockoff? Is this just a knockoff of? Of the McDonald's commercial uh, with I mean, Jordan back in the day, Jordan so, Bird, and so let me ask you: so they're gonna and these players are gonna do it from their own facilities? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Giannis is out because apparently he doesn't have a hoop at his house. <laughs> like that's what he said. Giannis says that's I right. haven't been practicing because I don't have a hoop at my house. Okay, get him out. Okay, so so risk <laughs> ri- Yeah, so he's gone. So Giannis is gone. Um, you can have James Harden, and he can shoot from anywhere. That is true. I mean. Look, they're desperate for content. I mean, the NBA really got jobbed here. The NBA thought when they were struggling for ratings early on in the season, don't worry about it. We'll make it up in the postseason. Oops. Like, now they're looking around going, "We." I mean, they're, they're televising guys playing NBA 2K. I don't no. want to watch guys play video Shut games. Shut up, Sucky. I will. I watch, <laughs> no, you won't. I watched Derwin James beat the brakes off Mike Vick last that week. I different. absolutely <laughs> will watch, will watch somebody play. I'm Honestly, desperate. I'm thirsty. You're I'm thirsty a over here. You are a junkie. <laughs> Bucky Brooks is a sports junkie. My God. <laughs> what was it, like 80 to 6 or something like that? Uh, he, I mean, he, he beat him down. Gosh. <laughs> Like, but you, you legitimately, you got a <laughs> Jimmy Crack Corn. Like, you got a <laughs> uh, Bucky's got an addiction problem. I'm locked in the house. And oh my god, that's all Thirsty. good, man. Uh, guys, in the National Football League, uh, President Trump spoke with several commissioners today. One of them, obviously, Roger Goodell. He says he does believe the NFL season would start sometime in September. He also says he hopes to have fans back in stadiums and arenas in August or September at the latest. Class of 2020 Basketball Hall of Fame has its newest additions. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, among those uh, inducted. They'll be inducted on August the 29th. Also, Houston Rockets head coach Rudy Tomjanovich. One quick note. I forgot to bring this up. I don't know if you guys have heard this just yet, but Houston Texans head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien cited the reason why he shipped off DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona for David Johnson was because Hopkins wanted a pay raise. What's wrong with that? I have no effing idea. Whoa, what, what, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Hold up. What are you talking about? He deserves to get paid. Whoa, 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 whoa. He just got his deal redone. So? You can't just keep coming back to the table. Why not? Because you want more money. Nah, sit down. Darrell, De- on, Darrell Rivas did it. Well, he ain't Darrell well, Rivas. Well, listen, well, let, let's just say this. Um, Darrell Rivas 
and Indomitian Sue yes. and Kirk Cousins are on the Mount Rushmore of orchestrating the NFL economy better than anybody else. Indomitian Sue, all those years he spent with it, was it Warren Buffett? Is that who he's friends with uh, from mm-hmm. Nebraska? Yeah. All whatever whatever they talked about. If I were somebody, I would just hitch up next to Indomitian Sue and say, "Hey man, how did you do it? Like, how do you keep getting one year deals for ten million dollars? Like, mm. he's gonna be like, how much money has Indomitian Sue made in his career? We should look that up." Because a, I think he's going to a ton. <laughs> he He's made a ton. And look, I mean, those guys do it better. I know Bill O'Brien, it's trendy to rip Bill O'Brien. I'm not saying I would have done the same thing, but I do understand why they did it. Like, I do understand I mean, why the move was made. I, mean, I, the I guy, get it. The guy signed a five-year, $81 million contract. <laughs> what he got 49 <laughs> guaranteed. And he's like, like, he wanted to go right back to the table. Oh, like, man. I mean... I get it. I I understand. But come on, man. Yeah. Every time? Yep. Espe- mm. Yeah. Mm. Tell me about it. Uh, all right. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. It is the moment you've all been waiting for. Mm. Unbelievably, it's the Iowa Minute next year in FSR. I want to see that damn woman. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up, top of next hour here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we will get into um, very interesting commentary from someone regarding a contract that was handed out in the National Football League. So we'll have that for you here coming up, uh, top of next hour, 10 minutes from now. Right now, I can't believe this is actually happening with nothing going on. It's time for this. Hey, got a minute? Hey, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Like you give a damn. Now presenting the most up-to-date happenings from Iowa's four Division I teams. Ladies and gentlemen, cows and pigs. It's the Iowa Minute. Here's Iowa Sam. All right, here we go. What a way to fill three minutes, right? Here we go. Listen, Bucky, Jonas, Lee... David Gascon. Oh, excuse me. Dave is actually following CDC guidelines now, so he's actually... It's David Mascon. David Mascon, yeah. <laughs> now, how about that? How about that? David Mascon. That's a good one. Uh, by the um, way, Sam, I, we just better. got a we just got a tweet Why? from somebody. We yeah. just got a tweet from somebody. They're ha- they're waiting in the parking lot in their car for the Iowa Minute. That's just, that's a compliment. That just tickles my fancy. I yep. appreciate that. Whoever you are, thank you so much, Dave. His name is Dave. David Mascon. Yep. Nope, that's not. him. All uh, right, what do we gents, got, Sam? They're finally handing out uh, some of these big college basketball awards. Yes, they are. From Friday, here it is. Let's welcome in this year's 2020 Citizen Naismith Trophy Player of the Year winner. That would be Obi Toppin. Yeah. Yeah. As it should be. As it should be. That was courtesy of CBS Sports HQ. It was not Luca Garza, folks. Not Luca Garza. Wow. How about that? You know what? Screw this. Me and Marshall Yanda are moving back to Iowa. Then we're going to move back to Iowa. Oh, wait, they won't let me leave the state. Guess I'm stuck here. Guys, oh there's still the uh, the Wooden Award. 
Uh, the wooden award. Ah, yeah, it's nothing like a award made of wood. Yes, yes. Fox By the way, Sports. isn't isn't the wooden Why? award isn't the wooden award named after George Washington's teeth? Yes, yep. His wooden okay. teeth right. has nothing to do with the legendary uh, UCLA basketball coach oh, John Wooden. It's all okay. about the teeth. Right. Um, well, get get this though, guys. Fox Sports College Hoops named Luca Garza Player of the Year. So eat that, Obi Toppin. Eat that. All right. <laughs> Um, all right, well, oh, you <laughs> know what? Tool. Update anchor Dan Byer came up with a great nickname for Obi Toppin. What's that? Single Obi Toppin Pizza. How about that? Uh, okay. I think it's pretty funny. Nobody? Nobody? Bueller? <laughs> Nobody? Oh. Uh, by the hey, way, here's David, get, here's David Mask on here. Uh, hey, David Mask on. Jonas, you guys do us a favor. you got to eliminate this guy in this show. This segment so. is awful. You have oh, two come seconds. on. This right. segment. What's with all the negativity? Right. Uh, I don't know. It, by the way, Bucky Brooks, Iowa's got a uh, got an offensive line prospect that's going to go pretty high, aren't don't they? Yeah, Tristan Wirfs. Yes, going high. Yeah, going legit. High. Is going he legit? High. He is legit. He He's is a legit. big boy. Can He's move legit. the piles. All right, got about a minute to go here. Listen, we thought the transfer bug hit Iowa pretty or Iowa State pretty hard last week. That uh, that bug floated on over into Iowa City, and unfortunately, forward Cordell Pemsel has decided to transfer. Bummer. And uh, last week also, Kirk Ferentz had a teleconference with the media this past week. He talked a lot about the pandemic. How about that? Kirk Ferentz wants you to socially distance. And uh, that's the Iowa Minute. Well done. Yeah. Well done. That that is, uh, that is radio gold there here on Fox Sports Gas- Radio. Gascon, any other comments before we uh, uh, get out of here? Can we please eliminate this segment forever? Uh, right. That's enough. Uh, by the way, uh, I talked to Dave uh, during one of the breaks, and I was like, what are your thoughts as far as uh, Iowa Sam and the Iowa Minute? And Dave said, it's not a pandemic, it's a Sam-demic. <laughs> <laughs> it's David Mascon. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. 
Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. So did somebody cross the line in the world of sports? We will have that for you here coming up here in just a couple of moments. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance, Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So, Bucky Brooks, before we get into this uh, this commentary that uh, – <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if, uh, if you've ever gone this direction, but you did put out your top five transcendent uh, quarterback talents in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And um, – Things are heating up. Uh, you are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Well, I, you know, there's I, yeah. some people are, are very critical of you um, uh, putting Matt Stafford as number five. Uh, somebody also commented and asked why Dan Marino wasn't on the list. Uh, so clearly Dan, people. I mean, Dan, like that's that's what I'm like. Uh, see what I mean? Yeah. I told you. People don't they don't know how to just use simple logic. Nobody's saying that these guys are better than Dan Marino. It was current NFL players, but people are asking why Dan Marino isn't on your list. Dan, Dan Marino. So ridiculous. I mean, you know, I just I guess <laughs> yeah, I guess some Mike Mike Vick should be on some other stuff. Some other, <laughs> some other stuff. I I guess we have to spell everything out. Like we don't because normally if we were to say that, we would say all time. It would be yeah, all time great. It's um, it, it is it is very interesting. Um, I, I people do take this stuff very very personal. Can I now? Can I ask you this though? Because mm-hmm. um, you mentioned transcendent talents, and so this is this is talents that could perform in any system that had the ability to. Mm-hmm. So when I think about that, you mean somebody who's got the arm, somebody who's got the the footwork, the athletic ability. Um, somebody whose talent is above all else. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, you know, lead the witness here or anything, but it sounds to me like you're talking about my guy, Jay Cutler. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me, Bucky Brooks. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just saying to you, I, I've been a big uh, Jay Cutler guy for a long time. Um, I, I don't think he's as bad as everybody makes him out to be. I don't think, I didn't think he had a great career, but I, I, I also don't feel like he was. Given the best offensive lines to play behind uh, throughout the course of his career, most notably in Chicago, 
just going to say that. No, and, and that 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 matters. Um, and a lot of times with picks and high picks in particular, but he was a trade acquisition. Um, you don't go to the best situation, the situation that has everything around you that would enable you to really be at your best. But uh, look, Cutler was talented. There's no denying his talent. There's no denying um, some of the things that he could do just from an individual standpoint. However, he he, he was an, a frustrating evaluation and probably a frustrating player to watch as a fan just because the body language didn't necessarily match to the passion that he talked about having for the game. And for some fans, particularly in a fan base like Chicago, where uh, they eat, sleep, and drink football, uh, it doesn't necessarily job all the time. Yeah. Yeah, how, how do they like uh, the quarterback situation now? Huh? Uh, how about how about that? I, they would they would kill to have Jay Cutler back in Chicago. Let me tell you that right now. Well, as long as you don't bring Mike, Mike Morris with him, <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think the, I think he he didn't necessarily have all yeah. of the coaches that were all in to Jay Cutler. And hey, we're gonna do whatever is best for him at the position. Uh, well, I mean, you know, trading away uh, Greg Olson uh, because, you know, we just didn't need a... We don't play uh, with a tight end. Yeah, why, do you, why, do you, why would you play why with a tight end? Why do we need a tight end? I remember uh, this was a story that came out of Chicago at the time where the offensive line was so bad in front of Jay Cutler that they had to take out seven-step drops. <laughs> like, literally yeah. had to take out that entire... Anything associated with a seven-step drop, they had to throw out because he just didn't have enough time. There just I, wasn't I enough mean, time. Jonas, I don't know why anybody is still doing seven-step drops or why they were doing it back then. The game had evolved to a point where it was really hard <laughs> to protect. I mean, I don't know if you've looked at the pass rushers that were playing in the league and that are currently playing in the league. Those guys are like the Catholics. They can, <laughs> I mean, they can do everything at one point. And so it's, it's, it's just hard to ask your quarterback to drop 14 yards back and think that your offensive tackle <laughs> can slow down a guy coming off the edge. I mean, uh, it's just difficult. Uh, by the way, you remember uh, a couple of years ago when the big knock on certain quarterbacks coming out of college was, oh, my God, he's never taken a snap under center. Yeah. Um, yeah. does anybody anymore? I mean, I said, didn't everybody play in a shotgun system? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know, like how many quarterbacks play majority of their snaps under center? Yeah. I, I can't Nobody. think of a lot. Like, it's so funny. It's so, it's so funny it, how the game has evolved. But yeah. And that was what, two, three years ago. That was two, three years ago. That was a conversation. Oh, I'm, I've got concerns it's about still, them being able to take yeah, a snap. It's, it's still a conversation. It's still one of those conversations that comes up. It's the, the conversation is where well, they've never called a play in a huddle. Uh, okay. They've never taken a snap on the center. All right. And and here's where the mill, the, the rub comes from. The rub comes from who's going to be the one to change? Do we want the coaches to change and make it easy for the players? Or do you want the players to have to learn something that they've never had to master or grasp? And a lot of times people are like, well, that's their job. Yeah, but we also can make it easy. There's no reason for a, a quarterback to have to spit out a 25-word play call <laughs> when you can shorten it to maybe two or three words, maybe one word, because that's what they had in college. Like, I mean, it's some of those things. And we've gotten better. We've seen the league adapt to some of that. But, man, there's a lot of unnecessary stuff that's kind of put into some of this stuff. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And it's been a conversation. You talk to quarterbacks and they go, why are we doing this? Like Bruce Gradkowski talked about it a few weeks ago where he said, man, there was a play that he got from Gruden one time, and it was so much verbiage that he just kept he kept catching himself on it. He just couldn't he couldn't get it out correctly. And so because of that there were issues at the line of scrimmage and players going in the wrong direction. So it's very uh, very confusing. Um all right, so Bucky Brooks. 
you you are an analyst. Uh, you cover the NFL. You cover college football. Um, you you know these players that are coming out of college. Um, you're not afraid to give honest opinions. I've always been told, you know, it's one thing if you want to be critical, don't call names. You know, like that. That's one thing I've always been told. Don't don't call names. Don't uh, you know if you want to if you want to goof around and be sarcastic, that's one thing. But don't make it personal. Well. Apparently, Rex Ryan, uh, mm. who covers the NFL for ESPN, mm-hmm. decided, you know what, that whole don't call names thing, yeah, I'm not with it. Here was Rex on ESPN Friday. To me, this is the biggest disappearing act in the National Football League. He doesn't show up on the road. He doesn't show up against, when the competition's good, when he's against the top corners, that guy disappears. This is who he is. And Dan, he doesn't love football. Hell with it. He stops his routes. He does all this. I wouldn't have paid this turd. No way in hell. Now, the turd he's referring to uh, is Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, All right, Bucky. How we feel about Rex Ryan calling Amari Cooper a turd? <laughs> Man, just look like, and, and this is this is the danger that we all run into. Yep. Because we are in an industry that is kind of skewed towards the hot take, right? Yeah. What What can you say that is salacious? What can you say that it kind of get Twitter buzzing? Love me or hate me, whatever it is. As long as you consume the content, I'm great. Um, anyone who knows Amari Cooper, who knows. Um, people that have coached him and been around him would say, like, look, he's the nicest guy. He's quiet, goes about his business, work hard, team guy, does all of those things. At no point have I ever heard anything disparaging to the point where you would consider him a turd. I mean, the turd thing is normally reserved for for guys who are just bad in the locker room, just not good. Um, I mean, they're just disruptive. They're not compliant. They put themselves over the team. All, all of those things, off the field issues, that kind of stuff. Man, when you throw that out there, man, you, wow, for a guy who has nothing <laughs> in the back, it's just a bad, 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 bad. Um, if there was, and I've heard this criticism of Amari Cooper, he disappears at times. There was a season he had. And I'm fine, and I'm fine with yeah. that. Like, that's a valid concern too. because he, he's done that. But it's the extra thing, like, Everything that he said prior to the turd, everyone would have been okay. Like, all right, okay, that's legit. Yeah. But man, when you when you say turd, because the connotation is just so bad about about the stuff. I, I will say this because this is funny. One of my college coaches, he wouldn't use the word turd. So what he would use is you drut, you drut. Why don't you get your tail over here? And he would say it backwards. You drut. Like I get that, but just. When you say turd is just such a negative connotation about the person's character, it's hard to get beyond what he may have said that might have been correct in the analysis because you put that explosive term at the end of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I've 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 always heard that Amari Cooper was a really good dude. Like I've always heard he's a good guy, um, quiet. Maybe sort of the anti-diva wide receiver. He doesn't say anything. I don't see him throwing throwing a fit when he doesn't get the football. I, I don't see any of that stuff. And and I think he's respected by enough players around the league to where they go, yeah, he's a good wide receiver. But maybe in in the big moments, um, he doesn't you know he doesn't perform at his highest level. He had a season with a bunch of drops in Oakland. Um, that was well known, and and Raider fans, um, you know, were just kind of over it because of the drops and all that stuff. But uh, I'll say this: They probably would have enjoyed having him last year, until with Darren Waller, so they had you know actually somebody else to throw the football to a year ago. But it, this goes back to 
people continue to judge contracts by where they have players ranked as opposed to it's inflation and it's a different market. And because Amari Cooper got that type of money, uh, people are now stacking up against the best wide receivers in the but, NFL. But, here, but here's the thing. Like, it's funny, right? So here, here's something. Um, because we had this thing and Gascon was talking about DeAndre Hopkins and why he should get more money. Amari Cooper had a better season than DeAndre Hopkins. And I know people don't want to say that, but – DeAndre Hopkins had 104 receptions, 1,165 yards, seven touchdowns. He averaged 11.2 yards per catch. Mm -hmm. Amari Cooper last year had 79 grabs, 1,189 yards, averaged 15.1 yards per catch, and had eight touchdowns. So more yards, more yards per catch, more touchdowns. But the perception is what it is. People talk about him disappearing in games and doing all that stuff or whatever. Amari Cooper is a good player. Yes. Now, is Amari Cooper like a, a five-star player that we would say is, um, you know, I, I mean, I guess a transcendent talent? I mean, I don't know. But I don't even know if I would lump that with DeAndre Hopkins. Like, there are a ton of receivers that catch balls and do that stuff. He, he got paid. He got paid because he had leverage in this negotiation because the Cowboys offered up a first-round pick to get him. And so they had to retain him. If not, it looks like a loss on their end. Yes, and that's the key point there. Dallas, once they committed a first-round pick to him, they were committed to him long-term. Why do, like, why do people think Laramie Tunsil is going to hold the Houston Texans to the fire over a contract? Because mm. he knows they already committed to him when they traded away a first-round pick. Once, once you see what the value somebody gives up for you, you, you kind of have a little bit of leverage here, and Amari Cooper had that. And look, Amari Cooper was okay playing on the franchise tag. There were no issues like there's been, you know, Dak in negotiations. There's been some back and forth that maybe, you know, there's been a little bit of bad blood. Ezekiel Elliott took off to Cancun or Cabo, wherever he was in Mexico while the Cowboys were having training camp. Amari Cooper never there was never any issues. He never like he never complained publicly about it. Like I, I have I have no issue with the fact that 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 Amari Cooper handles his business the way that he does. He's not, you know, a big body frame receiver who goes up there and catches everything like a Julio Jones or a Terrell Owens. He's not even an explosive, do amazing things um, at his size like an Antonio Brown. But you know what? I'm okay with a wide receiver who doesn't say anything, who goes out and has productive seasons almost every single year he's in the league. It's just for whatever reason, because he's different, people like to mock him. And that's what this felt like coming from Rex Ryan. Yeah, I think that is because we have a perception on how wide receivers should be. And I'll be the first to say that Amari Cooper has not performed well in, in certain games where his teams have needed him. No doubt. Going back to when he was with the Raiders, uh, I felt like in that playoff game when uh, they had to start Connor Cook and they had Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper that the Houston Texans kind of took them out of the game. Uh, last season, um, everyone talks about Dak not playing well against Philadelphia. But at the end of the year, when Dak needed his number one receiver to kind of step up, he didn't. And in the game's biggest play at the end of the game, Amari Cooper wasn't in the game. Now, is it a coaching decision? Is that an Amari Cooper decision? No one knows. But because those things have kind of hung out there, there's a perception that he isn't a good player. And he is going to have to play beyond that. He's going to have to show up in these moments. But when you watch the Dallas Cowboys, there's no denying that Dak Prescott played better with Amari Cooper on the field. He is a number one receiver. He does anchor yes. their passing game. He can do all of those things that a lead receiver is able to do. But to go to superstar status, he has to do more. 
And I think people also, who was the, oh my God, I'm, I, why am I drawing a blank on this? Um, I want to say it was Aqib Tlaib. Who was the defensive back? Oh, that was that was Michael Crabtree when Aqib Tlaib snatched his chain. Well, no, but but Amari Cooper in in the end zone, somebody smashed Amari Cooper's head down, and I, I want I think it was a keep to leave. Um, I, if it wasn't mm. a keep to leave, it was Maybe. another it was another defensive back, um, and and I can look that up uh, during the break. But I I remember that seeing that and thinking, uh, was it Marcus Peters? Yeah, maybe it was Marcus Peters, but I can remember seeing that and thinking, well, I wonder if that's going to carry with him for a little while. I wonder if people are going to see Amari Cooper get his head cracked down onto the turf like that, sort of basically get punked out, not do anything in retaliation, and then people are going to look at him as maybe weak or somebody that you can try. You know, it wasn't like uh, Cortland Finnegan tried Andre Johnson one time and and figured out, okay, well, that probably wasn't a great idea. Um, I, I just wonder if some of that is carried with Amari Cooper to where people saw him get his head shoved down like that and get bullied to a sense and they just assume that that's the type of player he is regardless I mean I don't know that I would call somebody a turd over that but you know Rex Ryan went there and that's there there's Rex for you that's your guy Rex Ryan Bucky I mean yeah my guy my guy (laughs) he just has to be careful I mean it's it's tempting and sometimes Jonas like we can get out of pocket and say things and sometimes we forget that we're actually on air we're halfway joking and all of that and you say stuff but you can't reel it back and for him you just have to be mindful of your words and yeah. the connotations that kind of come with that. So when you say turd and a player, man, you just talk about like the worst image of what a player could be from a character standpoint. And it's unfair that he chose those words when describing Amari Cooper. And he tried to walk some of that stuff back. Yeah. But man, when it's out there and it goes viral, when they take the clip and they put it on Twitter, man, it's good night. I, I mean, I also know that, you know, if if I wouldn't be that critical of a player, if, you know, I was known to have a foot fetish like I, me personally, oh, yeah? now, that's just me personally. Uh, but but again, I mean, you know, people act, uh, you know, different strokes for different folks, as they say. I mean, listen, I'm just I'm just saying if I had a known foot fetish, I don't know that I would call somebody a turd. <laughs> I'm saying. Really beautiful feet. See, <laughs> so I mean, at least he's complimentary there. Uh, all right. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next. We. We're going to find out what is next for the NFL. All right. A look around the schedule of the NFL moving forward. That's next here on FSR. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we are going to go into the gutter. Literally, we're going to go into the gutter of Sports Talk Radio. We'll have that for you here 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Uh, Before we catch up with Adam uh, Kaplan here on Fox Sports Radio, Bucky, I mentioned uh, the player that – Amari Cooper had the scuffle with in which uh, Amari Cooper was pinned down to the ground and the player was sort of kind of trying to smash his head in. Uh, that was Adam Pacman Jones. So uh, it was not Marcus Peters. It was not a keep to leave. It was Adam Pacman Jones. So uh, so we were able to clear that up. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a, a juicy little video if you look it up. Interesting. Mm. Um, all right. He is Adam Kaplan, not Adam Pacman Jones. He is a Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, Sirius XM NFL radio as well. Adam, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks, always appreciate a few minutes of your time. Guys, good to talk to you. Yeah, and I heard you 
mentioned Amari Cooper. Yeah, there was a little bit of uh, noise yesterday about that player and, uh, and a former NFL head coach. <laughs> Have you? Um, what's the most? And this is kind of putting you on the spot, but Go I guess for for, first your your impression of some of the negativity outside of just you know the turd comment that Rex Ryan used, which was very bizarre, but just. Some of the negativity being in Philadelphia, seeing that he's now a member of the Dallas Cowboys, um, you know, the team there locally is going to see him twice a year. But just people you talk to around the league, why is there such a negative vibe towards Amari Cooper as a player and and from Rex Ryan's uh, point of view, I guess, as a person, too? All right, Jonas, let me break this down. I'm glad I'm glad we're talking about this because I've had I've done unique reporting on this player. I'm going to go back to when he was the Raiders. The Raiders, Mars a really good kid, by the way, really good person. You never have to worry about him off the field. Uh, he is coachable, but let me get to the part that he struggles with. He'll have maybe three or four games during the season where he just, for whatever reason, doesn't show up. Whatever it is, no one seems to know why. I remember talking to the Raider coaches in 2017. Uh, you know, he had an unbelievable game. I think it might have been against the Chiefs on a Thursday night or Sunday night. I can't remember which. It was incredible. He had over 200 yards. But the problem is then he'd follow it up with a, a less than average game, and sometimes he would sulk, and he just he, he couldn't reach him. So, Jonas, you mentioned a game against the Eagles, talking to Cowboys coaches after the game. Uh, one said he got benched for uh, lack of competitiveness in a game they absolutely had to win. Uh, this has been Amari's problem over the years. Three quarters of the season is tremendous. His numbers are always going to look good overall for the season. But there have been some games where he doesn't show up. I, I, I don't have an answer for it. And this is two straight coaches staffs that they like the the kid personally, but they didn't always think that uh, you know he he would show up. You know, it, it, it's so funny about the Amari Cooper conversation and that, and how the money that he got has really created an outrage, particularly on Twitter. Um, today we hear Bill O'Brien talk about the Andre Hopkins and the Andre Hopkins wanted a raise. Um, when you talk to people, what has been their opinion on DeAndre Hopkins and if he's deserving of another pay raise? He's the NFL's best receiver. They're, they're, when you talk to defense coordinators and personnel people, see, what, what DeAndre Hopkins has proven, you don't have to run in the four threes to be a great player at that position, and he doesn't, but he, he's unbelievably tough, physical, uh, a leader. I'll give you a game here in Philly two years ago. Uh, they, the Texans and Eagles played an high, extremely high-scoring game and a lot of offense, and both Deshaun Watson and Nick Foles were incredible. Hopkins was a game-time decision. I got down on the field to watch his warm-ups. He was struggling with his ankle. He wound up having eight or nine catches, just dragging his leg because the, the team needed him. They needed the win. The, if you were going to redo it, by the way, he's not getting He wouldn't get an extension, really. He'd get, he wants a new deal, and he deserves it. He, his deal is outdated. Uh, the numbers that you, you see, the, the, the recent receiver contracts, he's going to want between you know, 18 and $20 million a season. He deserves it. If you're ever going to give him Julio Jones's contract, this is the player. The, the, this is the guy. You never have to worry about him. Uh, Bill O'Brien simply was not going to give him a, a new deal. Bill O'Brien has personnel control. He decides what people should get and not get, though he's not a contract negotiator. And uh, Bill wanted him out of there. It's just uh, the, the problem is that, Bill was not willing to be patient enough. I, I, I clearly think, Bucky, had he been willing to wait closer to the draft, they could have got way better compensation. I mean, the compensation they got in return was r- just really not fair. It's ridiculous.
Uh, Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR. So, well, let me ask you about Bill O'Brien because it's it's been criticized. Some of the moves have been criticized by Bill O'Brien. Is the plan in Houston just to keep rolling with him as the the general manager and making these these decisions, or are they trying to figure out, you know, who can we bring in uh, th- that doesn't have to worry about two duties, um, head coach and GM? Yeah, so the way, see, here's the belief around the league, Jonas, is that they're just, he's just good enough to keep his job. Why? They make the playoffs every year. They don't win, they don't go anywhere, but they make the playoffs. And, you know, they, 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 they won in overtime against the Bills. That was a crazy game. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they don't really go anywhere in the playoffs. And if you make the playoffs every year, it's hard to fire a coach, although, uh, Mike Malarkey got fired, but Mike Malarkey didn't get fired because, uh, that he wasn't doing a good job. Uh, they want to change offense, offensive play callers, and Malarkey refused to fire his friend, so he lost his job. But um, when you really look at it, in the end, with this situation, with Bill O'Brien, he has all the control. Uh, Cal McNair, the late Bob McNair's son, is, is the acting owner, and he's just a, he's just decided to reward Bill O'Brien. I, I would say this, and I know I, know I do radio in Houston, the fans are fed up with O'Brien. I understand that. Uh, and clearly the clowny trade where they clearly did not get the better end of it. They paid, they paid the Seahawks for him, the player, to be traded. And this, late, this is the latest trade. And then Duke Johnson trade last year. They, they gave up a third-round pick for a backup running back. It's really not, it's not a great situation. I would say I would give him two years. If, if, if this thing isn't better, by the way, they've given him too much draft compensation. They didn't get Laramie Tunsil's deals done, their left tackle, at the time of the trade. One thing after another here, it has not gone well for Bill O'Brien, the personnel guy. The Bill O'Brien, the head coach, he's done a decent job. He has done a decent job. Uh, I, I want to stay in Texas. The Dallas Cowboys signed Alden Smith. What do we know about that? Because it seemingly came out yep. of the blue. Yeah, so, so, you know, our guy Jay Glazer and his relationship with Alden, um, I guess he's he, he's – as Jay said in his video for FoxSports.com, uh, he's done everything he's supposed to do. Uh, he's shown up to every meeting. Uh, I could tell you that there are probably at least a dozen teams that showed varying levels of interest, I'm told. Uh, no one was willing to give him the kind of money he got. Now, it wasn't great money. He's a, if, he's a, if he plays the season, he's going to make $2 million. He needs to have well into double-digit sacks, I'm told, to get that $2, uh, $2 million sack escalator for the – uh, which would be the four, the, the, the four million. Yeah, look, he turns 31. The 49ers guys would always tell me this. It was, it, Alden Smith was a happy-go-lucky guy in their building. It's when he would go out when he'd leave the building, he had issues, and a lot of them, and um, domestic issues, uh, alcohol, substance abuse. Uh, this is his last stand. He's now in his 30s. We know, folks, the Cowboys are all, always willing to take a risk. They don't seem to care about character as much. It's about who could help them win. Uh, you, you look at Greg Hardy, who, who we know had severe issues off the field and concerns. This has been their M.O. Uh, you know, Jerry Jones, the owner, uh, seems to support Jerry Jones, the general manager. Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider, joining us here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks with you. Um, Adam, there, you know, I know President Trump met with uh, various uh, commissioners of leagues earlier today. His thinking was the NFL can come back in September. There will be stadiums full. Of course, 
you know, it feels like when when one person sheds some positive news or outlook, there's somebody on the other side who comes back and shoots it down. This is just the way of the world the past couple of weeks with everything going on. Yeah. How 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 much concern from people you talk to, how much concern is there that the NFL season is going to actually start on time? They're not okay. So the coaches I just spoke with last night, I must have st- spoke to a dozen coaches for just getting intel in the draft. They all seem to think that they're going to be they're going to have some sort of a training camp, but they don't really know. Not, they don't know any more than you and I know. But they just feel like this is not going to be lasting six months. Uh, they're expected not to have anything in the off season. Uh, but I think they're just being optimistic because it's like how much longer could we handle, or how, how long could it be till it's not till it's safer. I mean, four or five months is going to be two months. No one seems to know. Um, we, we're not at the talk of the season yet. What we're talking about now is w- with people, will there be a training camp when it's going to start? And then the, the problem also is, folks, the rookie players that are coming in are not going to get the offseason stuff in the offseason. That's a real problem in, in, in May and June. They're not going to have that. That's for sure. And then the other part of it is for the second-year players, Bucky knows this from being a former player and executive, these second-year players, the biggest growth they make is in the second year, and they're not going to have an offseason. That's really, really not good. And I think that, that is the part that people need to start talking about. If you think football, if we do have a season, it is not going to be as good as it should be. It, it absolutely won't. I, I do wonder this because you've talked to a lot of coaches. How many coaches are leaning on their experience from the 2011 lockout to kind of think about how it could look for them when they head into the summer in the training camp? Not only that, remember, uh, the, you had the draft first, and then free agency hugging up right against uh, training camps. And they were prepared. What they were doing, well, I, I could say it. I was actually working for FoxSports.com. I, I actually reported that uh, some teams were cheating. You know, you, you, if you remember during the lockout, you're not allowed to send your, your playbooks to players. Well, some teams were doing it illegally. Um, all you, but now, now it'll be legal, obviously, because there's no lockout. What you'll do is you just have to do the Skype calls. That's what they told me they're going to do uh, once they're allowed to. Because remember, next week is when the uh, April the pre-draft OTA uh, would happen. You're, that's all you're going to be able to do is you're, you're just going to be able to talk to these the, your players on the uh, uh, with Skype or what they call Microsoft Team, where you you can put a bunch of players on your screen. That's all you can do. And that, Bucky, that's not good enough because if you're not getting on the field instruction. How do players get better without practicing? Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, it's tough. That's tough. That's a tough one. It, this, it's such a I, – I don't remember things being this weird. It just, it's such a weird it's a shame. Time. I mean, yeah. it, it, listen, Jonas, this is what our world is, is going through. Uh, we're, we're all going through this in business. Uh, it's, it's very challenging. You know, my career, I would have been at the owners' meetings this week. Uh, the May meeting is supposed to be in L.A. There's no way they're going to have that. They haven't canceled it yet, but there's no, there's no way they're going to have it. And it's the first year in 21 years that there will be no spring odors meetings. So they've done some stuff you know, in conference calls and, and such, but uh, not having them are disappointing, but that's just the way of the world. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Uh, Adam, Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider, Sirius XM NFL as well. Get him on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL. Always a good follow, especially this time of year with all the news and notes and things happening around the National Football League. Adam, hope you and your family are safe and sound, and we'll do it again next week. Thanks, guys. Sounds good. 
Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, we're going to go to, go to the gutter of Sports Talk Radio. Uh, find out what we're talking about next on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, just open up your ears and welcome in the pleasant voice of the one and only Commander David Gascon from the LAPD. Gascon's coming up. I like the sound of that. I appreciate the introduction. <laughs> is, is that a new... Is that a new uh, uh, David Gascon drop in the system. Where'd you get that, Iowa? Where's, where's uh, that courtesy from? Courtesy of Brian No, he alerted it to me, and it's from, I think, one of the OJ documentaries. So wow. there you go. For those of you uh, just tuning in, uh, David Gascon's father, um, David Gascon Sr., was actually one of the, was he the lead, not not lead detective, but he was uh, no, police he, chief at the time? No, he was the he was the commander, so he was in charge of, of media relations for the department. So yeah. he, he was the police spokesman. During That's Commander David Gascon yes. from the Los Angeles that, Police Department. And that was, that was a real drop of Dave's dad being thrown to by Tom Brokaw. And following in uh, in his footsteps, uh, Dave now gets uh, uh, thrown to by Iowa Sam. Uh, Gascon's so coming up. Your dad got uh, got Tom Brokaw. You get Iowa Sam. Yeah, it was a part of that documentary, too. That was pretty. Yeah. Did you watch that? I did. It's yeah. great. The OJ uh, documentary is really well done. It's like a six-part series. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little, a little graphic at times. Man, you know. Yeah. Why? <laughs> just, just saying. But I, I do. Uh, did you see OJ Bucky? I don't know if you saw this. Oh, uh, o- yes. o- OJ Simpson mm-hmm. um, sh- weighed in on on his opinion of Tiger King. Yes. Uh, and, yes, and I saw he, that. And and the lady. Yeah, and, and the he lady. said no Dude. doubt. About no it. doubt. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. That no that, doubt that that woman uh, murdered her husband. Yeah, I mean, there's some some in looking at the documentary that I also watched that maybe maybe the husband went through the grinder. Yeah, yeah, there is there is talk that uh, you know that um, you know, the tigers weren't hungry for a little yeah, while. He's kitty chow or whatever that is. Spoken. I mean, like like if you walked outside and you just see one of those giant tigers chewing on that guy's trachea, like, <laughs> like what? Like I mean, I mean, it's at some point doesn't anybody like sound the alarms that something happened? You know, the guy's missing. We don't know where he is. All of a sudden. <laughs> It just sound the alarm. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> That's like something out of Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. Stop for me. Uh, oh man. Guys, the uh, class of 2020 basketball Hall of Fame was announced. Kobe Bryant amongst those. Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett also there. The induction will take place August the 29th in Springfield, Massachusetts. Meanwhile, the National Football League, Houston Texans head coach. And general manager Bill O'Brien acknowledged one of the reasons why he did not keep DeAndre Hopkins and shipped him off to Arizona was Hopkins wanted himself a raise. Florida has issued three formal charges against Antonio Brown for his alleged assault in January. He faces felony burglary, misdemeanor battery, and also misdemeanor criminal mischief amongst those charges in Broward County Court. Gentlemen, back to you. Interesting. Uh, thanks, Dave. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, coming up next, we're going to take you into the gutter of sports talk radio. Find out how next year on FSR. I'm a woman. <laughs> 
Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up 15 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, we will dive back into the National Football League. All sorts of things uh, to discuss as we head into the NFL draft coming up later on this month. Despite what some people like, despite what some people want to happen in the NFL draft uh, moving forward later on this month. Uh, before we get to that, though, uh, it is time for us to go into the gutter, literally, and a little something we do called this. News. News. He only finds the best stories. I got a news flash. Who the hell are you? It's In the Gutter with David Gagon. And for that, we go over to the gas man himself, David Gascon, to find out what the hell is going on in this crazy world during this crazy time. Man, lead to laugh is so soft right now, Jonas. <laughs> what happened? I want to go on the air with something. And Let's he's, ask Lee. He's telling me not to. Well, you've been known to go on the air with things you probably shouldn't. I know, have, and so. I have the luxury right now. You don't have your finger on the on the trigger, so the the sacred dump button is no longer in your vicinity, which is nice. Uh, uh well, you know. Be careful. Uh, you know, better safe than sorry, Man. Dave. That's, that's my. Uh, that's the way I look. All at right, this. all right. How about this, Jonas? Joe Exotic has tested positive for the coronavirus at a federal prison in Texas, according to medical reports. He has been transferred into quarantine right now. Currently at a medical facility in uh, Fort Worth, according to federal prison records. Do you watch that? Uh, did, did I, of course, watch, I did. Now, did, did you? Now, <laughs> I, I do. I do have a. Uh, I do have a question. Um, since he tested positive, did both his husbands also test positive, or is that? Let's ask that, Lee. Uh, uh, Lee. Let's Lee ask did. Lee. Uh, uh, did did both Joe? Exo- Let's go live to our. Uh, I've got the dirt on both of Joe Exotic's husbands' insider. Lee Delat for the latest. Now, Lee. how many husbands does Joe Exotic have left? Uh, that's my question. Is uh, wow, Jeez. Jesus, Lee, <laughs> my God! I mean, what are, we t- what are we doing here? This isn't Game of Thrones, Lee. <laughs> like somebody every episode's getting you know Whacked. taken apart. Come on. Um, it, I mean. He, here's what's going to happen, and it's already started <laughs> happening, I, and I knew this was how this was going to go. Oh, boy. Somehow, the woman is is the bad guy in a show full of bad guys. Like, there's bad peoples in that show. The bad people in that show. There's meth heads, uh, animal abusers, uh, 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 drug addicts, womanizers, um, you know, uh, uh, arsonists, uh, <laughs> liars, uh, scumbags, thieves, crooks. Like, there's. I'm and, the and, bad guy. And she's the one that's going to come out of this being the bad guy. And I've already seen that they're reopening the investigation into her husband. Just because of how popular this got, so the coronavirus is is go- they're going to try and find out who was responsible for the disappearance and murder of her husband, and I have I have a feeling that's going to be a spinoff show they're going to do, trying to find out who killed uh, her husband Don. No, about that. Who watches this? Do you watch this alone, or do you and your fiance watch it? She wants no part of it. See, I knew I liked her for some yeah. reason. She wants no part. Wait, of it. what the hell are you watching it? It, it, I'm telling, like I thought the same thing, and <laughs> and I just I got told by somebody. I'm telling you, just watch it. It's insane. 
and and Bucky, am I wrong? About halfway through the first episode, <laughs> you're, you're looking around, going, "Wait, what? 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 What, what oh, is this? What is there, this? There, there's so many things that are wrong about watching this show, right? It's so, crazy. So it's not only like the animals. Then is Joe Exotic. And the the young people that he's befriending, <laughs> right? And then this is his buddy who has the other park in South Carolina, yes. who also has young people they that work with him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's warm. It, it seems like it's even worse than womanized. They seem really, really young. Really it's young. it's um. It, I, I swear to God, like I remember, uh, I'm, I'm watching, and I've got I I could feel I had a confused look on my face <laughs> while I'm watching it, and then all of a sudden you find out that he's gay. It's like hold on a second, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so that as well, and then they start discussing things with the woman Carol who runs her, and you're thinking, oh, and all the volunteers that are giving up their time. Yes, for like, her. like I swear to God, it's like everybody is brainwashed by. Every single uh, person that owns one of these exhibits, and then and then Joe decides Joe Exotic decides to run for office, and his campaign manager, oh his, his so campaign manager, just looks like he he ran through a car wash nude, like he it's like he so had no unbelievable. It, it, Dave, I'm telling you, it's a mess. It, it's, it, it's, it's fascinating just to see like how effed up people are, even in a pandemic. Uh, like if you want to feel did, better about yourself, just I just watch didn't it. know cats were that big of an allure. <laughs> Like I just I didn't, didn't either. I just didn't know that cats were like that. Like uh, I mean, I mean, if I'm lead the lap, I may I may invest in a tiger or something like yeah, that. No like, I mean, hey, Lee, after this whole I thing mean, blows over, yeah, I think yeah. I think I think you might want to get a cat. Yeah, like, hey, a big Lee cat. exotic. After this whole thing blows over, <laughs> hey, by the way, I'll tell you this right now. Um, after you remember back. Uh, when the Steve Bartman thing happened in Chicago, when yeah. he reached over the wall and he and they can say, oh, well, that's not what cost him the game. Ah, no, it kind of is. But um, never mind that. That guy's a nerd. Um, everybody dressed up for Halloween like Steve Bartman. They wore a <laughs> Cubs hat and a yeah. turtleneck. And I'm telling you, how many people do you think are going to go dressed as Joe Exotic this year? Oh, that's going to be the go-to. But like, yes. you can't be some hack without having that handlebar ma- mustache. Like you gotta rock that oh, and, and the mullet. And then on top of it, he's a country music singer. Oh, and, oh. Uh, and by the way, the rumor is that's not actually him singing. It's oh. not. It's yeah. not. Millie, Millie Vanilli. Oh boy, like guys. And, uh, go ahead. Sorry. How about this before we get out of here? Uh, Amazon keeps selling certain sex toys during this coronavirus. Oh, Jesus. And a worker what? at a Michigan warehouse uh. is fed up with it. He actually walked out in protest to Amazon, saying the company needs to change its ways during these troubling times. The unidentified man in Michigan says he's risking his own health to ship loads of <laughs> sex toys. Um, what? You get qu- your mind you qu- out of the gutter. You qu- I mean, you quarantine. Look, I, 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 like you can't leave the house. You uh, can't go anywhere. What are you supposed to do? Huh? What What are you Reach supposed to do? Somebody. You got to have a, a virtual bachelor bachelorette party. You gotta I have mean, a, 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 I, I feel like an idiot. This whole time, I thought majority of sex toys just ended up on the field at Bills games. No, <laughs> I mean, they're here at FSR. Like, who knew? Who knew it was all the way there? <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. So it's the next big event in the NFL. There is a team that is already on the clock, but there could be some movement if you believe some of the reporting that's being done out there. Uh, we will have that for you here coming up in just a couple of moments. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you take part in the program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios for 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Ladies and gentlemen, there he is, Bucky Brooks. <laughs> what up, Jonas? What's happening? We got uh, we so so Bucky. This is as we talk about, this is your time to shine. Uh this is when you um get ready for the NFL draft. 
Now, with everything currently taking place, do you find yourself watching too much film? Have you found yourself maybe paralysis by analysis because you have too much time to watch film? Or have any any of these players that you've been studying jumped out to you more because of the more time you've had to look at them? No, I tried, I tried to pace myself. I've tried not to overdo it because what happens is you start seeing ghosts. You, you overdo it. Like You kind of have to stick to a lot of times your first impression because normally it's right more times than not and so what i've done is kind of spaced out like my my viewing my tape watching uh i made the initial list and as we're beginning to get closer to the draft i'll go back and revisit some of those players but normally what happens you you start in love with a player then you fall out then you go back so i've tried to be pretty consistent with how i felt about people based on what i've seen now, there's been a report that was out. Uh, Armando Salguera of the Miami Herald has been saying that the Dolphins are want to trade up with Cincinnati for the number one pick because Miami really, really, really likes Joe Burrow. I mean, now I don't I don't see any way possible Cincinnati loses that first pick. I, I don't see it happening. Well, I don't see it happening just because um, there's so many things about Joe Burrow. One, he's a fantastic player. He's coming off maybe the best college football season that we've ever seen uh, from a quarterback. He is a guy who grew up a couple hours away from Cincinnati. Yeah. So to get an Ohio native to be the franchise quarterback for the next decade or so, um, I think that's really, really appealing, particularly when you're a team that um, has maybe struggled to kind of create some attention, struggled to create interest locally, uh, to have kind of like a hometown hero man the team that certainly plays well. And – we don't know how much are the willing the Dolphins willing to part to move up from five to one. And if you're Cincinnati, the danger is, okay, so we get all these great picks, but now are we out of range to get like a, a blue chip player that we really, really want to help us? Those are some of the things that the Cincinnati Bengals have to consider when they're entertaining the possibility of trading out. How big is it? So if Tua and Burrow are your number one and two, um, how big of a draw? Or and I'm assuming that's your number one and two, correct? Yeah, I have it flipped though. I think two is a better player than Jordan. right. But I'm but, saying like but they're right there. So you put them right there together. Uh, the drop off between those two, yes, and the next crew, uh, I think is a little significant. I think there's some spacing, um, and there's debate about which one should be the third, either Justin Herbert or Jordan Love. And so if you're the Dolphins, you just want to make sure that you get one of the two guys. Um, I don't think you want to mess around. You don't want to get cute. You want to put yourself in a position to get uh, one of the guys that you believe can be the face of the franchise for the next decade. Uh, I just wonder which team behind Miami um, and and the team that I think is interesting is are the Chargers, because if Miami just sits at five, I've got a feeling somebody's going to jump them somebody's going to make it. So Miami either needs to figure out a way to move up uh, to two, three, or four, or I feel like somebody's going to jump them. Yeah, I mean, that that's a very real concern. Um, what you have to do is you have to, like you're the Miami Dolphins, you have to kind of gauge the temperature of the room. So you got to check in with the Redskins at two. You have to check in with the Detroit Lions. You have to hear them because both of those teams feel like they have leverage when it comes to the trade market. And then you also have to assess – the teams behind you, the Chargers and any other interested teams and quarterbacks, how real is that interest in really coming up? And the final thing that you have to do if you're the Dolphins, well, let's just say that our two guys are gone. Are we okay with maybe a Justin Herbert being there at five and having the rest of our picks to build around 
Do we see it differently than maybe the outside world sees it when it comes to these quarterbacks? Because from our vantage point, we probably haven't taken the injury thing as serious as teams. Like we haven't necessarily docked um, points from Tua Tungavaloa's final score because of the numerous injuries that he's had. Whereas a team may look at that and say, look, he's an injury risk. If we're going to invest a top five pick in a player, we want reasonable assurances that he's going to be a player that can show up each and every week. You can't fully guarantee that, but two ankle injuries, a knee injury, a hip injury, that has to weigh into the evaluation. Here's the other thing. There's been some discussion about Tua maybe putting together a pro day and whether it would be on Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or however he was going to do it just to show, you know, scouts like, yeah, this is how I look. Man, what's the point? I mean, I don't think I mean, I think Tua is going top five regardless. So is his is his draft stock going to go up at all with him with him putting on a, a FaceTime like pro day? I, I, I mean, what, what is what's the benefit? Well, visually it will make some people feel better seeing him. All we've seen from him since he was carted off, I mean, we were here that day. Yeah. When he was carted off with the hip injury. bad. Um, all we've seen are the 15-second clips we saw him tweet out. We saw another clip emerge with him kind of doing some workouts. If he is able to put on a pro day where he can move around and, and show people that, hey, I'm not necessarily tied to, to crutches, I can move around, I can do some of the things that you've seen me do on tape – it'll make some people feel better about the decision. There's a faction of folks that want to make the move anyway because they believe in him, the player, and the kid, but they just need that little that little sugar, you know, and the, and the iced tea to just make it taste right. right. They just need to see him move around visually because that would be his pro day, and that might be enough for them to make a compelling case to ownership. A, we're fine assuming the risk with him if he comes in and he's not quite ready to play it right away. How many drafts were you a part of? Uh, from 2001 until 07. What, what is, well, I guess, which player, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, which player during that time was there the most concern about injury? going into the draft that that it, that a team either drafted anyways or passed on because of that concern that you can recall. You know, it's funny. Um I was I was out I was working in the media side, but I would say this situation is very comparable to Sam Bradford when Sam Bradford uh, was okay. drafted. Yeah. Remember Sam Bradford yep. didn't play his final season because of, of the shoulder shoulders. injuries. Yeah. But he still went number 1 overall because uh, the Rams saw a franchise quarterback. They were willing to kind of bank into it. And what's different about his situation than Tua's situation, you had to fork over major money. I want to say Sam Bradford. Oh, Sam Bradford's contract was the one that kind of changed the CBA. It, it was fi- him and mil- Stafford. Him Ooh. and Stafford were the last two, I think. Yeah, he, he got that. I mean, he got that big. <laughs> Big money. That didn't sit too well with veterans. Uh, yeah, the veterans in the NFL weren't happy with the $50 million sight unseen in the NFL the I second mean, you step on the field. I mean, that is – I mean, that's a lot of – I mean, as we say, that's a lot of yellow cake. It's crazy. I mean, that is a lot of cake. I mean, and I, I get it. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, he, he threw the ball all over the yard. He did all this up, but he he didn't he didn't play. He didn't yeah. Play, he didn't play his final year, and then – Man, he signed a big, oh, six-year, $78 million. Good God. 15 guaranteed. Ooh. Good God. We. Yeah. 
That was, I mean, that was the old model. That was that was the old model before everything was slotted now um, to to where the CBA is at now. And I just, you remember, I remember the the knock, the story about Sam Bradford was, um, well, you know, he just needs to learn how to fall right. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, what? This isn't this isn't pro wrestling to where you you learn how to take a take a bump, you know, when you your first day of wrestling school, like him, you know, him falling or getting sacked and knocked on his back and dislocating his shoulder or ripping up his shoulder. I mean, that's just a bad break. And he had plenty of bad breaks as a quarterback and the injury stuff. You know, I've, I've always given Sam Bradford credit for this because a guy that didn't need the money and he absolutely didn't need the money. Man, that guy battled back every time he had an injury to try and go out there and play. And I know there's been criticism of the amount of money he's made and the injuries mm-hmm. that he's that he suffered, but how many extensive rehabs he went through? Like, how many times in St. Louis did he tear his ACL? Like, he ripped up his knee a couple of times, yeah, I think. a couple of times. Uh, a couple of times, but, but Jonas, let's, let's be honest. If, if people are going to throw out $20 million contracts... Hell yeah. I mean... There's no need. There's no need to, to turn. I mean, to like, turn that down. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. If, if if you can go somewhere and say, "Hey, we pay you twenty million dollars and you play," I mean, not even half a season. Yeah, a couple, why not? A couple of games. Yeah, like, hey, why not? Throw, I mean, throw a little on top of the pot. I I just wonder, like in these in these draft discussions in these war rooms, when we're talking about players with an injury concern, um, you know, most notably this draft, it will be Tua. You pointed out Sam Bradford. What are those discussions like with you as a scout? Do they talk to you about that, or is this mostly on the doctor to figure it out and get it right so there are no mistakes being made? Well, it, I mean, it, the doctor's um, opinion certainly matters, and depending upon like the structure of the program and ownership and what ownership feels like when it comes to the doctor and protecting the investment, um, sometimes doctors will say, hey, we, we cannot – deal with this player we can't uh the risk is too great like we wouldn't uh be operating in 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 the best interest of the team to take him on and sometimes you have to listen to that that is why Drew Brees didn't make it with the Dolphins but ended up with the Saints because the Dolphins didn't necessarily pass him and they felt like the risk was too great to take so um sometimes you have to defer to the medical people and you hope that they're able to get it right and they're able to kind of project out uh what someone would be at the next level but you never know you just never know. And so depending on your, your tenure, where you are as a general manager, probably determines how risky you're willing to be when it comes to Tua. Uh, he is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, last thing on the uh, Tua situation, any possibility he drops out of the top five? Uh, I think there could be a possibility that he drops out. Like, I think talent-wise, he deserves to be in there. But, man, the unknown, the uncertainty about the medical thing is what's really, really uh, messing it up. Yeah, and and it's too bad because you mentioned we were on the air when he suffered the injury. And and you could tell it was bad just by the way he landed and the way they were, you know, sort of getting him off the field at the time. But go back to that game against Joe Burrow, and, and we've said it before. He was nowhere close to 100% in that game. And, dude, he was throwing mm-hmm. – he was throw for throw with Joe Burrow in that game. Uh, so I, he was uh, – Tua was awesome in that game, and he was nowhere close to 100% when he went out there. Probably shouldn't have been playing. Be no, he shouldn't have been. But, like, I, I think that game – I think people need to go back and look at that game because you're talking about someone who was – I mean, he was really tied to the pocket that game. Yeah. And limping with the ankle and all that other stuff. And he was dealing. And – 
Joe Burrow earned a lot of points in that game because they were explosive. They shredded Alabama's defense. But for everything that Joe Burrow did, Tua was tit for tat right with him. 100%. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next here on FSR, uh, we are going to go live to the scene of an interesting development with between two quarterbacks on one team. Find out who we're talking about next here on FSR. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have the scraps, some things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to, so that'll be 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, whenever there's news in the Windy City, whenever uh, one of their franchises makes a move or makes an annou- announcement or a proclamation, there is one voice you turn to. All right, There is one voice. It is the voice of Chicago, the Chicago sports radio legend on the Mount Rushmore of the all-time greats in the business, and that man is Mike North joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. My guy, Mike North. Hey, Jonas. How you doing? How you doing, Bucky? What's going on, guys? It's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, Mike, uh, just so you know, Bucky was uh, talking about his time as a Green Bay Packer, and um, and he said that, look, on, on you know Mondays when they got done with film session, uh, they would drive to Chicago, drive the three hours and change to Chicago and go hang out in the Windy City. I know you don't know nothing about tearing up uh, Michigan Avenue and the Viagra Triangle or anything like that, Northy. No, you know what? Now it's like a vast wasteland, you know? I mean, it's like the land that time forgot, but about uh, about a month and a half ago, it was crawling. I mean, you know, it's gotten to the point now, guys. I mean, I sneezed twice today at 7.15. I've frozen my bed ever since. I haven't been able to move, for God's sake. You know, I, I'm afraid I'm afraid to open the window. I don't know if you need a mask. I don't know if you have a mask. If you have a mask, do you wear a mask? Do you have a scarf? I don't know what to do. I mean, it's, it's all over the board, so I'm just, you know, it, really this whole thing has been like run like my life basically you know just not knowing what's going to happen and and unorganized so i'm having fun but you know what there's still sports news that's the one beautiful thing about it we're missing the games but we don't we do have some sports news right now yeah and there is good news because you know ryan pace made sure to let everybody know yesterday the general manager of the bears that we will have an open competition at quarterback between nick Foles and mitch trubisky so all is well with the bears organization dorothy yeah, well, you know what's funny is that uh, already the the same group of people that loved Cutler have already anointed Foles as the new uh, <laughs> quarterback. So, so you guys will excuse me if I don't, you know, jump right in with the uh, Foles crowd. Uh, you know what? I've actually was against Mitch Trubisky being uh, drafted by the Bears to begin with. I didn't like when they moved up for him, Jonas and, and Bucky. But what what now has me is what's happened to me before. Now I'm defending the guy. Now I'm going. Well, wait. If this was the real deal, he only had a year of college under his belt. Are we really already anointing the guy that threw for 97 yards and three interceptions for Jacksonville and was replaced for the second time by a guy that looked like a Miami vice reject? Are we serious (laughs) about this? 
Now all of a sudden, Nick Foles is Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath. I mean, Sonny Jurgensen, uh, you know, Elway. He's everything. And, and the last thing I remember was betting him and watching him throw three of the most god-awful interceptions I have ever seen in my life. And now they're giving the guy $21 million And the same people that rode with Cutler for eight years and actually saw us win one playoff game in those eight years are going, oh, yeah, this is the guy now. We got him. So the Bear media is at it again, guys. <laughs> you know, in, in, in thinking about that, because obviously you're in Chicago, you got your pulse mm-hmm. on the situation. On the outside, there are people that really have a great disdain for Mitch Trubisky. What is it like for him in the city? Well, you know what? It's tough for Mitch because it was sort of like uh, it was the moving up on him, Bucky. The one thing that they moved up to the number two pick, we could have gotten him lower. Plus, we passed on Mahomes. We passed on Watson, who I wanted originally. I wanted Deshaun Watson. I said, you win 40 games at college, man. You know, I'm not taking a guy like Trubisky that's only had one year under his belt, couldn't even beat out other guys to try to get the, the, the North Carolina job. So I was not a big fan of his, but all of a sudden now, the same group of people that backed him last year are jumping off the ship for a guy who basically maybe unless he's in the Philadelphia system, look, look, the Eagles, you know this guys as well as I do. They their strength that year they won the Super Bowl was with the defensive line and the offensive line. And the Bears don't have an offensive line. And Jacksonville's offensive line wasn't all that good. So Foles got hurt. Trubisky, I think, is more of a moving quarterback. I think he's still the guy to lean to. I really believe that if everything's equal, and I don't know how you feel about this, Jonas, but let's say Trubisky in the preseason, and by the way, this is novel, the Bears actually are going to play their starters in the preseason, like New England (laughs) and some other teams now. Uh, They've they've woken up to that fact, but they're going to actually have a quarterback competition. But it's already rigged because if you have Trubisky and Foles both go 20 of 30 in preseason, but one guy throws for 250 yards, another guy for 240, they both throw for a couple touchdowns, I think Trubisky wins the job. That's just me. I mean, I don't know if you go – Short-term, Foles has only got really a one-year guaranteed deal. So so I'm going to stick with Trubisky here, and I never thought I'd say that ever. But I, it's just amazing to me that the fans and the, uh, and the media are latching on to Foles as hard as they are right now. Uh, Mike North, Chicago sports radio legend, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter at North to North. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR. Northy, let's not forget the greatest quarterback competition in the history of the Bears. And that was Rex Grossman and Kyle Orton when Lovey Smith flipped a coin. <laughs> he literally flipped a coin before each game to figure out who was going to be starting when they were trying out for the job. <laughs> Yeah, and and, and you know what? That's the way it's always been. I mean, Cutler was out for four or five games, guys, and then McCown, Josh McCown came in, went three and two, and he had him running towards the playoffs, and the Bears said, okay, Cutler's ready, and they put him right back in, and then they didn't make the playoffs. So they always play politics. I don't think that anything's going to be any different here because Ryan Pace still then would have to tell Nagy, everything's equal. But I'm the guy that drafted Trubisky. And you know what? I think that Trubisky has the edge. And there's a reason Cam Newton and Teddy Bridgewater, especially Bridgewater, didn't want the money the Bears were given. Because it's not that he didn't trust Mitch 
or that he was afraid to compete with Mitch. He doesn't trust Nagy and Pace in an equal situation. He he knew they'd go with his guy Trubisky or with their guy Trubisky. Okay, so then in thinking about the team in general, what is the general sense about this team being a title contender? If Nick Foles is the guy, is the sense in Chicago that she, the Bears are, are legitimately title contenders? Well, you know what, Buck, you bring up a good point because the defense of the Bears last year near the end, I mean, really, I mean, there'd be games where they'd be stubborn for two, three quarters, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, they'd have some team would have an 80-yard drive. It's yep. up to the defense once again. You brought in Robert Quinn to help out with, with the defense because Mack was being doubled and triple teamed. And you know what? Mack could beat a double or triple team in 2016, okay, when he was the MVP, defensive MVP. It's a different story, you know, in 2020 and last year because he was getting uh, handled sometimes single-handedly. And I don't think you know this as being a former NFL player. It's not like baseball where, you know, I saw Willie Mays in his 18th year. He still had some juice left. And about the 20th year, he had trouble walking up to home plate, but it took 20 years. In the NFL, you can lose it, whether it's Foles or Mack, in a matter of a year or two. You could you could have an injury like Foles with the shoulder injuries and stuff like that, and you could lose it all. So you know what? I think that this is good. I think that they the thing that bothers me is they felt that they needed somebody to push Mitch originally, and I always thought Mitch Trubisky worked out hard and stuff like that. But maybe this is the ingredient that will get him to the next level. I don't know. But if Nick Foles is the quarterback. Then the defense is going to have to get some turnovers and and set up on the short field because last year wasn't like the year before where the average drive the year before was 40, 50 yards. This past year it was like 70 or 80 because the defense just didn't get the turnovers. Uh, Mike North, Chicago sports radio legend, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR. All right, so let's go down the resume of Ryan Pace in the first round of the draft. Uh, Kevin White. How'd that work out? I think, you know what, they finally got rid of him after he was on injured reserve for four years. He was stubborn about that pick. Uh, People thought at the beginning, Jones, that he was going to be all that. You know how I felt about it. I didn't like the the pick to begin with. It didn't work out. Uh, Mitch Trubisky traded up one spot to take him in the same first round that uh, your guy Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were there. So well, there's the another Deshaun one. Watson thing. It makes me sick. I mean, I knew I, I was on, on with you guys, and I was saying two years, I mean, two months before they should take Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's just a championship pedigree winner, and, uh, you know, he's with a, an organization now where they make the playoffs. It's a little tricky. They just lost one of their receivers, but we'll see what happens with that. But I wanted – that was, a, in my eyes, a bad pick that's gotten us to this situation with Falls and Trubisky. Here's the other one. They traded up to take Leonard Floyd. He's not even on the team anymore. So, so Ryan well, yes. Pace has, has butchered the first round of the draft, by and large, every single year. At some point, isn't Ryan Pace on the clock? Well, yeah, I think he's going to be on the clock, and I think this year it's going to start. One of them's going to be on the clock for sure if, if they have another dumpy year. Uh, the bottom line is Leonard Floyd, I didn't like him when they took him. I said he couldn't break a pane of glass. 
uh, basically, and that's what it turned out to be. But we got Robert Quinn. We got rid of Floyd. So I think they've improved things. I think they realized that they had to get stronger. And really, you know, talking to you, I mean, Quinn, basically, he flipped the coin between Atlanta and the Bears. <laughs> Think about speaking, flipping coin. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on, guys. There's a piece of lint flying by me. Let me just whip this away here. You never know. <laughs> I'm, I'm freaking out about everything for Christ. I coughed the other day. I kept the diary. I'm keeping a diary. You know, 719, 835. I had a niche. My nose itched. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, 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 by the way, Northy, before we let you go, um, yeah. they, so they've got pizza in the studio. Uh, the pizza's from, is it Gino's or, or Giordano's? Where's that? There's one that just opened in uh, uh, in, in Los Angeles. Uh, Lee, where's that oh, from? There, the well, we got a Gino's here. We got a Giordano's. But you know what? How How's it taste? It's better than the supermarket down the street pizza. I'll tell you that right now. Where's it from, Lee? Gino's East. Yeah, Gino's East opened up in Oh, Gino's East is good. It's good. It's got sauce on the top of the pizza. I mean, come on. What you got to do is you lay off the sauce. You tell them go right on the sauce. Okay, and you take it and you make it almost like a white pizza with a light layer of it. But Gino's has been a it's more of a touristy downtown place in Chicago where the neighborhood people don't go there, you know, but 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 basically it's still a great product. I can't can't badmouth it. I've been there a couple of times. It's not bad, but I'd go light on the sauce next time. Oh, Giordano's has uh, heavy sauce also. Mel Nottie's is the best pizza, I think, in Chicago. You know that, Joan. There's that. Mike North, Chicago sports radio legend get him on twitter at north to north he is keeping a diary each day every time he sneezes uh to stay up to up to speed on everything happening uh happening with the uh, coronavirus uh north i never he- thought I mean, I, the last time i was in the house this long i was grounded by my old man for 30 days <laughs> northy northy yeah. uh i i love you uh we'll talk soon i know i, love I know you guys too I- bucky good Bucky, good talking to you. Jonas, always great talking hey, to you guys. And a happy early birthday to BB. Send her my best. Hey, uh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. And don't forget, you get me on any time because I'm off from the other joint now for a while <laughs> until we come back. <laughs> Absolutely. You're my guy, of course. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, They're opening up the locks. They're trying everything to stop me. <laughs> Corona. Uh, there he is, uh, Mike North. Uh, again, get him on Twitter, at North to North, uh, the voice of Chicago. Uh, all right, uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, coming up next, we've got the scraps, things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to. Uh, but before all of that, Tom Brokaw, who's on the updates today here at FSR? That's Commander David Gascon. There he is, the gas man. Uh, Gascon's coming up. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I was just in Chicago. I love North. I love Mike. I'm jacked up about it. <laughs> it's so good. Welcome to Ebola. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just ridiculous. Oh, no. Guys, uh, we'll be brief with this. The uh, cast of, of members newly inducted into the class of 2020 Basketball Hall of Fame will include Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. The announcement was today as the enshrinement will take place on August the 29th. President Trump spoke to several league commissioners today about the hopes of the NFL returning back in September, regularly scheduled. And he also wants fans back in attendance at stadiums and arenas, but the expectation, at least the hope for him, is to get fans back as early as August and potentially September. 
looking down right now in Major League Baseball, what they're trying to do is switch things around a little bit. They've floated the idea of playing games right now in empty spring training facilities with guaranteed, with guaranteed players, obviously, from the farm systems there as well. You'd have quarantine players, but no fans, but at least you'd get some games. Gentlemen, back to you. Thanks, Dave. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, We will dive back into the National Football League coming up here about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, it's time to do a little something that we normally do on the show, and it's called this. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And with that, we turn it back over to our commander-in-chief, David Gascon, to find out what the hell we've missed so far, Dave. Oh, boy. Jonas, how about this? Soccer fans got a little close-up with one of the Premier League's best players, Tim Close. He found his way into a, a bad spot. See, he was actually doing some things on Instagram Live and talking to a bunch of his followers while on his laptop in the background. He had a tab open. What was that tab? Oh, no. Uh, www.pornhub.com. Oh, uh, I mean, that's okay, though. What? I like some little entertainment. Oh, Depends man. on what kind it is. I'm yeah. jacked up about it. I mean... Uh, did you say up? Um, now, let me, uh, let me just... <laughs> let me just say... Do you remember the story about the guy who was like a... Uh, he was a recruiting analyst for ESPN. I think he was a recruiting analyst for ESPN... And he set out a link uh, to a player profile, but he copy and pasted what was last on his laptop, and it was an adult film site. That that that's an uncomfortable one, you know. Like Bucky, mm. you imagine like uh, here's Bucky Brooks's mock draft 6.0, and it's like boundandgag.net. You know what I mean? Like it, it just <laughs> I mean, so, sometimes things happen. <laughs> sometimes you sometimes know. things shouldn't happen. You know. <laughs> Gosh, guys, uh, heads up north of the border. All public events in Calgary through June the 30th have been canceled. That includes. All sporting events, which is a little bit different from Toronto last week. That means that the Stanley Cup playoffs were to happen in Calgary. That would not be happening anytime soon. And <laughs> I wouldn't course, worry about that. <laughs> and and if, I don't know if you've ever gone or, Bucky, if you've gone, but the Calgary Stampede happens in early July. That, I heard, is something to uh, to go to, and that will not be happening either. Yeah, come, right on, come on, Bucky Brooks. You're Mr. Uh, you mm. know all about Chicago and the wildlife of Chicago. <laughs> I mean, what, about, what about Calgary? We, we venture up to that part of the uh, part of the uh, uh, I mean, why not? Canada? I mean, Canada. Millionaires and billionaires. A lot of yeah. oil money up there. I, I've yeah. never been to Canada, and I want to go. Mm. I want to check it out. I've heard Vancouver's awesome. Yep. I've been it to is. Seattle. Vancouver I've, and Toronto. Those yeah. spots. Montreal. 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 I've heard, I've heard Vancouver's beautiful. It is like, awesome. It's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, I've heard that's a cool place. Um, Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Uh, get, get, get the dump button ready, everybody. Um, Las Vegas Review Journal just posted this, Jonas, while you were talking to Mikey. Um, Dana White is a part of a uh, a lawsuit that was filed just a couple days ago. Um, he's a victimized. It's a $200,000 sex tip extortion, extortion case mm. that was going on. It was filed by a trainer uh, who apparently had his girlfriend sleeping with Dana White down in Brazil filmed the entire incident and uh, obviously he's trying to extort Dana White among mm. others uh, for some heavy cash right now. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Hold on. 
so so it happened. Yes. Um, and so now Dana White is uh, uh, claiming extortion. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the man is, has been convicted. He pleaded guilty in federal court, but he wanted not to have his name a part of any of this. And part of the reason why, or the main reason why, is Dana White's married. So... Uh, so is, is there questions as to whether or not this actually happened, or is this... Oh no! It did happen. the 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 gentleman, his his girlfriend, that ended up sleeping with Dana White, videotaped the entire thing. And so now Dana White is suing him. Yes. So what happened was, is he initially oh, had paid him off. He paid him. Uh, let's see, it was four hundred fifty thousand dollars to not uh, disclose any information about Dana White, and and obviously he was looking for a bigger payout than that. So oh, God, mm. man, mm. it is just. And here, and here's here's the other issue because there's not a whole hell of a lot going on. There's no such thing as a, as a news dump because anything that happens is news. Yeah. Mm. So this this is going to get a, a, a bunch of uh, oh boy, it's a mess. Yeah. That's, I agree. Uh, top <laughs> I of agree, the, sir. Top of that, the uh, the woman that he was messing around with was a stripper. I don't mean we're not here to judge. I, I, I prefer to call them exotic dancers. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, like I, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like we're we're in a place to judge here, Dave. I mean, I know we're sitting on the holy ground of sports talk radio on the weekends, but uh, I don't feel I'll, like we need to. Judge. I'll remember that when we get back to NFL season. You start talking about exotic blitzes, Bucky. I just call it blitz. <laughs> yeah, just a blitz. Exotic blitzes. Just a blitz. I mean, blitz. you know, saying, there's like dancers. They dance. They dance. Uh, um, I, I just like. Okay, I'm trying to f- figure out how I can pose this question to Bucky. How can I pose this question and not have you ever in trouble? Well, no, 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 not 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 Bucky per se, but you've been around enough wealthy people and and mm-hmm. on top of that, famous people. And I don't think that people really have an understanding as to how dangerous it is out there. Like that, there's there are temp- not only just temptations, but threats to. To you know, your family foundation, wherever you go. Um, can you recall a time to where a, a, a teammate, you know, was was out and about, and there were just it was being th- every every sort of vice was being thrown at him just based on his fame. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's almost it is every day. But it's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, playing pro sports is a bit like being in Candyland. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's <laughs> out there. I mean, you know. I mean, it's just it's, it's it's you see things that you shouldn't see. And if you're not careful, they will warp your perception on how life is supposed to be. And so it's one of those things why so many of us struggle like post life, because it's a fairy tale. Like it's it's not real life, the life that you live, like the things that you see, the things that have become acceptable is is different. It's just like a different different thing I, I like i i think that you know not not just the raiders but i think there's going to be issues in vegas when when teams are in town playing the raiders i mean it's going to be somebody's job that that guys that are on the road in las vegas don't get caught up in that man because look i i know what vegas was like for me at 22 years old and a bus boy at tgi at tgi fridays i mean i was getting an annihilated and pool parties and the all o- this stuff the only thing is the time is so tight jonas you don't really have enough time to fully indulge like you normally fly in at two o'clock you have a meeting by seven um 
I mean, maybe if you're really added and, and adamant about getting out, you may have like a three and a half to four hour window to hang out and do That's stuff. Plenty of time. But man, like it, it will be hard to really get in. I mean, like serious, serious deep stuff. Well, what if what if you're a team on the road and you're playing on a Sunday in Las Vegas, and the following week is your bye week? You still change it, but like you, you fly out right after the game. Oh man! So, ba- basketball has it different because basketball flies out like really early, and sometimes they'll play the game and stay the night, then fly out. So it, it, it's different. But football, it's such a tight schedule. You, you really have to be looking for it to get in trouble. Oh man, it's uh, that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, uh, good stuff from David Gascon here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR. Check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, we'll dive back into the NFL, uh, a move made by one team and their best player. We'll have it for you next year on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is colin coward from the herd with colin cowherd angie's list is now angie the nation's largest home service marketplace They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, check out the show on the iHeartRadio app as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Coming up in about 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, it is Brian No and Chris Plank who will take over the airwaves here on FSR. Make sure you stick around for those guys. All sorts of things happening in the National Football League and beyond. So it'll be No and Plank coming up 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Bucky, I saw that you... um, uh, in talking about the Derrick Henry situation in Tennessee, I saw you had a piece up at NFL.com. Uh, every week, Bucky Brooks um, puts together some thoughts about things happening in the NFL. One of them this week on NFL.com was the decision by Tennessee and Derrick Henry uh, to just sign him to the franchise tag as opposed to committing to him long term. And it feels like that's the smart play there in Nashville. Yeah, so there's been a lot of conversation about the devaluation of the running back position. And I would say the devaluation stems to um, signing them to long-term deals. I would say they still are very, very important to the structure of winning games at a high level. You have to have the running game and the running back and all those things to kind of control the action. What we're seeing after seeing a handful of running backs get paid big contracts that maybe it may be smarter to kind of slow down on giving long-term big money deals and trying to keep guys on short-term deals that kind of protect the team while also rewarding the player. Derrick Henry, um, this would be his fifth year in the league. Derrick Henry is coming off a season where he had over 300-plus carries, uh, led the league in rushing, which was great. If you're the Tennessee Titans, you're trying to predict when the ticking time bomb is going to go off. When is the production going to fall off because of all of the wear and tear on the body? So by locking him into a franchise tag, you get him for one year at $10.2 million. That's double what he's made in his career. So that's yeah. a win. If he plays well again, you can slap the franchise tag on him again, put him at $12 million. And then at that point, you would have had seven, six years of Derrick Henry's best years, best performance. And then you can let him walk. He walks away with $20 million, and he can go see if he can get another big money deal. But Tennessee doesn't have to worry about carrying the baggage of a long-term deal that may put an albatross around the neck of the franchise. Look, it's also a franchise that remembers what happens when they paid Chris Johnson. Johnson had that 2,000-yard season. They gave him a bunch of money. He was never the same player afterwards. So they've mm-hmm. seen it there in their own backyard, how that works when you commit that type of money to a running back coming off one season. Um, and once they signed Ryan Tannehill to that, to that contract, I think it was pretty much set in stone. That was who they were going to back their money with, uh, not so much Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the thing. Like, uh, when you're dealing with the running back, and he's the driving force of the offense, make no mistake yeah. about it. I know they paid Ryan Tannehill, but Derrick Henry is the guy that kind of makes it go. But the quarterback can play longer. And unfortunately for running backs, they're just in a bad situation when it comes to extending their careers while still being able to be productive and getting paid. I think this is the best way to proceed year to year. I hate to say make them earn it, but you kind of have to make them earn it. 
Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Been a uh, been a fun show, a, a wild four hours. Some great stories from Bucky Brooks uh, in his time as an NFL player for Iowa Sam, Lee DeLapp, and David Gascon. Uh, Bucky, uh, any any wild plans this weekend for you, sir? No, going back to lockdown. Back to quarantine. Back to lockdown. <laughs> That's it. I only come out on Saturdays. It, it's like, is it worse than training camp? Is it worse than when training camp when you're an NFL player? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of bad because at least you get you get out. Now we don't get out at all. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.